You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the last episode of the year of What People Want to I'm Jordan Clark. And I'm Cameron Mason. And we're here to, to wrap up 2023 a bit. What a, what a year it's been. There's been so many things happening. Uh, Some would say it's not even it. over yet. Mm, well, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try to keep things light in a sense. For sure. Um, you know, there's certainly some things to discuss and get into. But as always, we just wanted to, to have a, a chat about yeah. the year and, and all the things that have happened too. Yeah, well, for, well for sure <laughs> <laughs> uh so we're gonna try to we're gonna try to organize things a little more this mm. year mm. and give you guys a little a little bit of our individual top top things media wise culture wise and then just in general <laughs> that we wanted to to chat about yeah and i think cam you wanted to start with with movies yeah, I mean, so yeah, this is a movie podcast and you know, that's really what we're here to talk about. Usually we're talking about, you know, some of the worst of cinema. Mm-hmm. Um it's just, you know, this is the track this is the track we chose to tread. Yeah. Say that five times fast. Um <laughs> but I thought we'd, you know, take this opportunity to do like our, you know, top threes. Mm-hmm. movies and some music because you know we we love the culture out here and we can maybe yeah. talk about books a little bit or some other things that we sure. you know dove into um but yeah we're going to start with movies and maybe we should do like i'll do my three you do your three okay do my two you do your two and so, yeah. so on and so forth so my number three and i'm so sorry first of all when i get these lists off i'm, I'm so sorry to my black listeners specifically because these white people got me in a chokehold this year. Oof. They were going off, guys. They made some crazy good art. We we we're, we're there. We're in the conversation, and I still has, haven't seen the color purple yet this year. That still no, hasn't happened. Yeah, it's not it's not out yet. So um, as of this recording, yes, yeah. as of this recording, the color purple has not hit uh, regular people's theaters yet. Um, but my number three is. Yeah, probably the whitest movie on this list is uh, Asteroid City. Mm, the West I Anderson. haven't seen that. Man, tell my me guy. about it. Is it? Is it? Is it? Not even like return to form, mm. so to speak. But is it in where? Where in his filmography would you place it? Okay, so this is kind of wild because so I'm not the biggest fan of Grand Budapest Hotel, which I would assume is kind of the new generation's A entry point into Wes Anderson and B kind of like a synthesis of a lot of what he had been working on up until that point. Yeah. And some people could say that like, that's the crowning achievement. And then, uh, you know, that's the basic answer uh, to, to me. Um, because this asteroid city is probably his like, just fine, finest tuned work since like tenant bombs. Mm hmm. And I would put it like probably my favorite isn't either. My favorite is actually uh uh The Life Aquatic, 
but I think that has to do with like the vibes going on there. I was big into Cousteau and like David Bowie, and they got my dude from Brazil playing the playing the David Bowie songs throughout that movie. Like that's that's a great one. Yeah, but this one is like. I feel like the images are so pristine and he's using literally all of his like every every weapon at his arsenal that we come to know him for. So like ultra strategic blocking camera moves that are, you know, robotic in nature, um, but also like putting like stop motion and animation in the frame with people. Uh, this is also like probably his densest work even after the french dispatch um mm-hmm. because the the movie that we're seeing in the trailers for people who haven't seen it, i'm not trying to spoil it for jordan either but is the movie that we're seeing in, in the trailers is actually like the third layer in the russian doll in this movie okay so we you go in and out too which is also very um you kind of gotta be paying attention because this one this it, it moves and before you've caught on to the last thing, we've already moved on to the next thing. With that said, and like the, you know, confusion about it and like, I guess the so many things going on about it, this is probably like one of his like most streamlined story storylines. And it's like kind of direct down the middle. It's a one event situation. We come into it, we go out of it. And yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever like thought this hard after a Wes Anderson movie. Oh, I don't okay. like this is easily his most thought provoking and easily his most like he's interested in like the outside worlds of like tragic families, even though all that stuff is in there. You, you definitely mm-hmm. have the, like the tropes before uh, doomed shouldn't have happened in the first place. Romance um, family tropes. But then also this one is about, you know, aliens and okay. uh 50s pastiche uh like whole cops and robbers fake noir kind of situation there's so much going on in here and literally like every moment is overflowing with stuff to look at so i i I cannot wait to watch it again i hope criterion does its move that they did with grand budapest which is like put it directly in the collection like the year after yeah like i hope so fingers crossed um but this one this one was great I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it was one of those that I was like, I mean, you'll hear when I talk about my top third, because there was a lot of movies that I was like, I need to watch that. And it just passed me by before I got a chance to get to a theater. Yeah. Um, we got jobs. But, it's, it's it's fair. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he's he's definitely a director that I like. I know, you know, not all of his movies hit for me specifically, but mm. um, like when he's on and he's doing his thing, um, you know, he's he's up there. And... I don't know if this was a recent thing he was talking about or if it was just generally like I know he was talking about wanting to not do more genre films, but like mm. move into like explore different genres of film. Right. Like, you know, kind of like what he's I don't know what you would say he's known for, you know, because he's got his his kind of own lane of like you know it's it's more quirky it's not always family you know because there is rushmore and there is royal tannenbaums but then like life aquatic and um you know other films don't really have familial you know things but then there's yeah grand budapest and french dispatch like aren't really about families yeah and he's like you know interrogating 
cinema itself at certain points and most like, definitely you know, you know media itself but this seems like he kind of got to like touch on a lot of different things that maybe he's been thinking about and like mm-hmm. wanting to investigate um because yeah like i'd watch a west uh a west horror movie or like a oh God, science yeah. fiction movie or uh you know but like i don't know if that's a thing that he's he's interested in doing or if he's just kind of like testing the waters here and kind of see, well, what if I, you know, moved in this direction and how I would, would agree. I would agree with that because he's definitely like testing the sci-fi waters in here. Yeah. Um, but not quite jumping full in. And I think he, he'd probably be like majorly successful if he actually just like yes. drove all the way in and did like a freaky sci-fi. Yeah. Silly B movie kind of situation. Yeah. Um, so again, I will admit, I've been a little out of the loop in terms of things because there's movies that I know either that I should have watched, like they cloned Tyrone or um, movies that I've, I heard were good, such as like May, December. Mm -hmm. Um, But also there was two movies that I was like, Oh, I should watch that. I just don't know where I could have seen it at like a thousand and one on prime now and in earth mama. Um, Gotta look for that. Yeah. I gotta look for that too. Because that was another one that like sounded great, but I was just I don't know where to see this movie at. Right. Um, so I would say my three, uh, and I'll tr- I'll try to you know if, if Cam's given out the white people list, I'll try to throw a little bit Help of me. Help the, me. the POC in here. So I would say Polite Society is a movie that came out this year that um, wasn't. It's not going to be on anyone's like best of list, and it's not going to be like award contender at all. But I still think a lot, a lot more people should see the movie because it is fun, and it's the kind of movie that I I think that I'd like to see more. Just creators of color get a chance to make where yeah, if you don't know what it's about, it's uh you know a sister who wants to be a stunt woman, and she's kind of in training. And she's still in in high school. And, you know, her sister is an art school dropout and the sister gets wrapped up in kind of not necessarily an arranged marriage, Um, like they're Indian. So like, I don't think they're, they're being, but they're being set up, right? Like they're being kind of, she's being pushed into, you know, a marriage with this man who is from an upper part of society. It takes place Mm. in the UK. So it's, there's kind of this class thing going on where it's like, (laughs) Oh, if we want to get into, you know, these specific circles, like it would it would be good for our family, you know, if if the sister married this successful doctor and like mm. kind of got into that. But there's some nefarious things at play uh that the younger sister kind of discovers. And okay. it gets into like it's a it's gets into like goofy martial arts heist uh you know, scenarios where I think there's just a lot of like fun stuff happening. It's, Love that. It is a comedy, but I think in a way that, like, when you think about comedies with minorities, they're usually a bit more, like, straightforward. It's just like, yeah, you know, here's some jokes, here's, you know, whatever. But, like, this gives you a little bit of that fantastical, whimsical situation. Um, everybody in it is great, and I would love to see them all doing more things. Um, okay. I want to s- so I'm trying to figure out where it's. I think it is streaming on Prime now. Okay. It was streaming there before, but yeah, if you if you're just looking for a fun movie to watch, like I saw it with my mom earlier in the year. Um, if you look on, I believe on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a ninety percent. 
So like it did get very good reviews from critics, but I think it was just one of those that kind of went under the radar because so many movies were coming out and like it came out pre Oppenheimer Barbie. So I think people were kind of like too high focused on that. Like what's about to happen, you know, this whole big, (laughs) um, you know, summer movie event. And by the time it came out on streaming, I think a lot of people were, not necessarily moved on, but I think they were they were doing some other things. Um, but yeah, it's directed and written by Anita Menzor, who I she did a show on We Are Lady Parts, uh, is what she did. Yeah, I heard too. about that. Yeah, um, which is another fun thing people could check out. But Polite Society would be my my number three for people to take a look at if they're looking for a, a fun movie to watch. That's a great suggestion because I I feel like. It's like that movie and they clone Tyrone that like people were like they heard about it once or twice, but the whole yeah. Barbenheimer just it like sucked up a lot of the out. oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm definitely gonna check out the Play Society because I I love those kind of movies that like are about culture that you know we're not always familiar with, but then like playing inside that realm as well and like kind of yeah. putting you on a little bit. All right, Cam, what's your what's your number two? Let's see, my number two. Okay, so so uh, my number two was probably one of the other bigger movies this year that wasn't Barbie or Oppenheimer. Um, this this one's uh, this one was just talk about a, a movie that after you saw it, you were like, "There's no way they could do it. There's no way they can outdo that." You did the hmm. best version possible the first time around, and then they did it. <laughs> talking about spider-man across the spider-verse this Here. was that was so fucking good man <laughs> i mean what can i say like from literally like the opening gwen storyline that bookends the whole movie this time uh to just like you know the whole like, just so many parts of it i mean the Mumbatton sequence uh mm-hmm. the you know the actual spider-verse sequence which is like you could just watch that whole scene of the movie like in yeah. itself and have a great, great time. <laughs> um, an interesting story too. Like they managed to flip what's kind of a pretty simple story of a kid just trying to like grow up and, you know, make decisions for himself. <laughs> That's literally like the base of the story in, in both situations, honestly, in Gwen and Miles' situation, they're just trying to grow up and, kind of account for their decisions that they make adult decisions that they have to make and it's it's exhilarating (laughs) like you could watch it's it's a two and a half hour movie animated film that you just there's so much to look at cannot be you couldn't possibly be bored because there's so much to like see and you know the extracurriculars of it just finding out that like the little things like the 14 year old kid that got to animate that lego sequence in the film yeah that's 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 crazy that's dope yeah that's so dope <laughs> um it's just it was such a good time and i mean i don't know did you see it jordan oh yeah of course i mean I, yeah. i'm not gonna comic book writer jordan clark did you see across the spider-verse i'm not gonna hold anybody up this is also my this is my number two as well this is your number two? Uh, oh shit yeah, yeah let's, let's talk talk about it because i think just from a, a general perspective right like when we're in a space where who can say right everybody's saying comic book movies are dead 
Marvel's mm-hmm. dead. You I know, think people DC's... want to write them off too a little bit. We're yeah, a DC's little bit of fatigue. Gonna try and do a thing, you know, like Aquaman came out recently and people are like writing that off heavy because they're like, well, this is already over. So why do R- I care about this movie? That's like, <laughs> dude, it's already RIP DCEU on Twitter. Yeah. So like in a space where people are, are feeling a fatigue of some sort, like across the Spider-Verse is like, no, look, if you do it right, <laughs> yeah, there if you, you know go. what you're doing. You know, you can certainly set it off in a way that I think is going to get because people are eagerly awaiting the the sequel. You know, which was right. when they when they were like, "Oh, it's coming out in twenty twenty four. I was like, "I don't think that's going to happen." Like that's pretty ambitious. You know, to, <laughs> uh, after because when you hear about even just look at briefly online the behind the scenes making of mm-hmm. where people were like, um, you know, hobby Spider Punk, they were like. That was like 164 different frames of animation. Literally. Like every, every time frame. he's on screen. Every time. <laughs> like we're doing all these, you know, it's like. And, and so, you can feel that when you watch the movie, you literally feel the work. You're like, yeah. there's no way that they did that. And di- how did you even. Literally, yeah. Spider Punk's presence on screen is like, how did you manage? How do you keep that straight, you know? And people, people had a lot of good. I didn't see it again. This is going to be a common refrain, but uh, the <laughs> Ninja Turtles meet and mayhem. People were also I just very saw high on that. Yeah, and that's directly a not a ripoff of Spider Verse, but like it's no. heavily inspired by Spider. Like it is like for sure. Oh, you can okay. tell we're doing that now. Okay, <laughs> and go. they kind of went full bore with uh, with uh, Mutant Mayhem because there are literal sequences in there where I'm like, how did you? How did you sign off on this panel and be like, yeah, yeah, that 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 was the one. Even though like it's gorgeous, yeah, a lot of that movie is like incredible to watch. But it's like, do you know when you were done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's that's, you know, it's an interesting pivot because for animated films, I think there still is a bit of a a snobby like, oh, it's a kids movie, and it's like, well. For you know, not necessarily, not necessarily so, but also the the ability. You know, you're looking at things like you know the boy and the heron, and yeah, um, just animation in general. Like, there's always been space to have these more intricate. I don't even want to say adult, but like nuanced and you know varied storytelling opportunities sure. within the animation space. And I think Spider Verse takes full <laughs> full account of that and like creates something that is literally an all ages film like anybody can watch that movie get different things from that movie um you'll have you know, something yeah have, you have something to relate to yeah all ages. it's a it's a full experience and that's very difficult to pull off <laughs> and specifically in, in in the modern landscape where i think we've kind of put everything in its own specific strata where it's like well this is for the adults and this is for Mm -hmm. the teenagers Mm -hmm. and this is for the kids and everything is very much it's like either you're watching paw patrol you're (laughs) you know watching (laughs) some uh like euphoria or you're watching oppenheimer you know i mean like those right right (laughs) like you gotta and no one uh, bounces between no one bounces between yeah, I hope. Well, I hope kids aren't watching Euphoria, but <laughs> yeah, even though it's about kids. Yeah, well, like teenagers might be watching Euphoria, but like, yeah. you know, no, 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 no one under the age of say like sixteen probably should be watching. Yeah, I, w- I would hope most of the audience of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles doesn't 
or Paw Patrol even <laughs> doesn't overlap with Euphoria. Yeah. You should but not I, know that Euphoria Zendaya's in Euphoria if you like Paw Patrol. <laughs> but I think that, you know, into this across the Spider-Verse kind of shows like, oh, you can you can make a movie that is hitting, you know, multiple lanes at once. And mm. you're also getting something that I, I think when you're looking at all this multiverse stuff going on, right? Between right. Marvel, DC maybe you know it's unclear what they're going to be getting into but you know other other forms of media not even like just superhero comic book stuff but like a lot of people are trying to do multiverse kind yeah. of things within we their just work. came out of everything everywhere all at once a couple of years ago everything everywhere all at once like russian doll isn't necessarily multiverse but maybe multiple lives or multiple like variations of you know being and so like sure you're you're kind of getting people do it but like again like this does it so well that like if you're not hitting it like this like you might as well just go back to just because that's the thing people were talking about this came out and then the flash came out and yeah. people were like oh yeah one of those did it real wrong and one of those did it real <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. Um, so yeah I, I i applaud it on every level because like you were saying the first one is so good so good and like i i think in my heart i still have a slight preference for the first one not necessarily mm -hmm. because i think the second one isn't as good but just because it's a complete film i guess and so ha right. not having seen how this one plays out it's kind of hard to to judge it it's like you know like a lot of people like empire strikes back but i'm sure when empire strike back came out initially it was like I don't know what happens that you know? we got we got to finish this guys. <laughs> Let <laughs> I me need see to what happens, happens next before I before I say this is my favorite one. There you go. Um, so yeah, I definitely would would put that at my number two as well. But let's see what's what's your number one, Cameron? Drum roll. What's it going to be? Uh, this one actually has some POCs in it. It's past lives. This is my number one as well. So this is your number one. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah. damn, we did it. We did it, man. Yeah, this is when we do the. Uh, uh, the Dragon Ball, <laughs> Dragon Z, Ball Z, yeah. Well, I gotta go the other way. Okay. Yeah, you gotta go the other way. <laughs> um, yeah, Past Lives was holy crap. It, it was like modern in the mood for love. It felt like it. Honestly, I, 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 you know what? I haven't even put that together until now. But like, in the mood for love being a movie about like cross paths that never got the chance to come to fruition. This movie mm -hmm. is a movie about. Uh, two young Korean kids when the film starts. Um, well, hey Sung and uh, I'm killing killing me on another name. I should have. This is. I'll I'll look it up for you. Keep going. Podcast magic. Um, yes, but a, a guy and a girl who grew up in South Korea, and they're the closest of friends, and literally just like grew up together in the way that you do when you grow up close to somebody. Um, Norman, and yeah, and who? Nora Moon. Nora Moon, yes. Yeah. And actually, she changes her name when she goes to America. Yeah. Um, but yes, no Nora's character, uh, her family moves to America and leaves Sung behind. And, and just like, also the, just the visual storytelling in this movie. Especially, I'm just like reminding myself of the scene when they like literally part ways at the fork in the mm. road. Jesus Christ, this movie's like <laughs> this movie's operating on so many levels, so slyly too. Like it's just simple stuff that like goes directly for your gut. And um, so yes, Nora 
grows up in America, goes to college in America, becomes an adult in America, and keeps this relationship with Hey Sung up. Like as she realizes, like she could like talk to him through Facebook, talk through him, talk to him through uh, you know as technology grows, she can FaceTime him and they talk and they try to keep their friendship up. But as time goes on, they sort of realize like there was romantic potential that kind of went unrealized. And the more that time goes on, the more they realize that about each other. Yeah. Nora ends up in another relationship. Um, I kind of don't want to go further because I feel like the movie is one of those things you kind of just have to experience as the characters experience it. Yeah. But good God. And then, uh, uh, of course, a final scene that is just like the knife in your heart as you leave the theater. <laughs> like an actual just like just the most painful final scene yeah. ever. <laughs> and then, and then you leave and it's, it's like literally a young masterpiece. Like it's wild to see a filmmaker. This is Celine song, her first film. She's a playwright. Uh, this is her first film and it's uh, like a knockout. <laughs> well, and I think that's, that's part of the thing, right? Is like, unfortunately with all the hype happening, plenty of other movies you know what i mean like i'm happy to see past lives getting recognized you mm-hmm. know like golden globes nomination celine is nominated for best director um and you know it's nominated for best motion picture drama um i'm double checking out because i want to be sure yeah but i don't see any of the actors nominated uh which is kind of a shame because i feel like that's a similar thing that happened with parasite where because it's a foreign film um, right you know people are like oh i don't know how to judge these acting performances yeah uh, but i but feel like, like with parasite we did this like collectively of like no it's good <laughs> everybody yeah, had to yeah. be like, no it's good it's th- these are good this is good yeah <laughs> you know yeah and that's why i'm kind of like I, i'm hoping to see that kind of be the breakthrough with some of these movies where it's just like, no, these and the actors should also be nominated too because oh my you know, god, like there's there's so much. Even if if it's a foreign language, like they're still acting on screen, like they're still you know the, they're the, still the, giving the, an the emotional lines. performance. Yeah, like you know when you're watching them, like it's not like oh I don't understand body language or like facial expressions or like you, I know right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All of the other things that go into a performance, and so she looks sad. I just can't tell. <laughs> so that's why I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping to get something because it is a very stacked award season, and there are a lot of movies that are deserving of you know nominations and wins. And so obviously not everybody gets to win, and the fact that it is still nominated amongst you know yeah. the May December's, the Poor Things, the Barbies, the Oppenheimers, like that's a big you know, plus for them, you know, because everybody's yeah. expecting Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Barbie, the sweet, you know, that, that yeah. trilogy, maybe some poor things, maybe some May, December, you know, some yeah. one of those other movies sneak in. But, you know, I hope uh, Past Lives gets some serious consideration still. And like, it's a movie that came out earlier in the year. And I'll I say April, right? Kind of like, yeah, it's I wouldn't call it like, you know, a, a shot or a knock against it, but that that does sometimes hinder a film because it's like mm-hmm. oh people forgot about it because it came out what feels like a lifetime ago even though it was just a couple months ago <laughs> um and again it you know april like 
Barbie Oppenheimer just around the corner. Like I think people mm-hmm. similar to Polite Society were kind of like, oh, not like I'll wait to go to the movies, but like that's the movie that has those are the movies that have my attention. And In a way, I feel like this was the big movie leading up to uh, yeah. Barbenheimer. This was the one yeah. that people were actually like speaking about, talking about. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with the two lead performances specifically. Like people were just like Greta Lee, Greta Lee, like just like yeah. just go see her in the movie. Don't even. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. It, it almost was like you're not even going to go see past lives. You're going to go see Greta Lee act in yes. this <laughs> movie. And she was, she is that good. She's literally first frame to last frame. She's like. Absolutely. Yeah, I think two different performances, right? But like. Yeah, because Ted Hughes' performance is definitely like, oh, are you talking about another movie? Oh, no, I was going to say like Lily Gladstone also like deserves a lot of, you know, hype and acclaim for her performance. But I would say like there, there's a similarity in those performances of just Mm. kind of like this it's they're not big right you know like they're not doing a lot of things there's not a lot of yelling and screaming or like you know like right. big broad it's there's there's a lot of subtlety and there's a lot of just nuance in the way that they act these parts yeah um but i i i hope greta lee gets you know a similar level of acclaim as lily gladstone just in the sense of like people taking notice and appreciation of the performance like whether you win or not is only one person can win, but yeah, I, I agree. You know, as as a you know as a performer moving you know throughout the industry, like these kind of things do, unfortunately, matter in the sense of like, yeah, oh, you know, you you won, you know, Golden Globe or you know whatever, like you can kind of carry that into, you know, whatever the next thing you do is. So you you would hope. Ask Lupita yeah. Nyong'o. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get into our. Did you want to do music next? Yeah, let's do some music. Uh, well, let's, okay. let's shout out some movies real quick. I know we talked a lot about some movies, but let's talk about some real quick. We don't have to talk okay. about them. Just Barbie Oppenheimer. Which, what's your pick, Cameron? Barbie Oppenheimer is definitely Oppenheimer <laughs> over Barbie, but Barbie is really Ooh, good. I would, I would choose. I would go the other direction. Yeah. Um, only in the sense of uh, my biggest criticism of Oppenheimer is that last hour. It's so feels like different. not even just a different movie, but like. I guess spoilers for Oppenheimer. Sure. Spoiler for, for Oppenheimer's The life. number one movie um, of the year, pretty much. <laughs> but, like, everybody's coming to see the bomb, right? That's why you see the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, and everybody's coming to see how how they do that in the movie, like what mm-hmm. the whole thing is, right? And so, you know, you get to that, and the bomb happens. This is almost like a, a, a three-hour-plus movie. The bomb happens in, like, the end of hour two yeah and then there's a whole other hour whole other hour. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like you're checked out at that point but you're kind of like all right what's happening now because they dropped the bomb so now th- this is just a, a hearing on communism for well that's also it's also because like <laughs> the first two hours is like it's just easily nolan's best two hours he's got like if you would yeah. make a reel of his shit it's like it's the the Joker scenes in Dark Knight and the literal like the first two hours of Oppenheimer and maybe like the yeah. backwards uh, car flipping in Tenet like that's that's the what best stuff the, he's the got. Rotating hallway scene. And oh the, yeah, and rotating hallway and Inception. Inception. Yeah, easily. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but 
those first two hours are like incredible. Like, yeah, you really feel like you're swept up in a person's uh, moment of inspiration. And like, literally that drives you through literally the bomb test. But then the third hour is <laughs> a, a hearing. It's a, it's a Senate hearing where one guy. Jr.'s character becomes so central in it that you're like, am I supposed to know? Am I supposed to know this who person? he is and what he's up to? Because like I haven't seen his face in an hour forty five minutes. Well, he kind of he's been in and out of the movie, but it seemed like he was more of just like somewhat a you know on both sides a hindrance and a proponent of what Oppenheimer was doing. At times, it would be like he's kind of blocking him from moving forward. At times, he's kind of supporting what he's doing. Sure. And like you know, you're kind of going back and forth. But then it's like, oh, this is all about like who is a communist. Which is yeah, because like, that's the part plot plot. That's what we need to know, right? Like that's certainly part of his life, and like certainly like something that is of interest. In, you know, if you're telling his story, mm-hmm. but like it's just it's suddenly a, a a courtroom drama. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, okay. And you've oh, been okay. swirling. You've been swirling in your seat for two hours. Like literally, I feel like I'm in a particles accelerator for like two hours yeah. leading up to the bomb explosion, and then. You just have like these weird, like the the nude scene during the Senate hearing, during the yeah. or during the um, un American hearing, and I'm just like, okay, we're doing stuff, but I don't know if it's it's not clicking. It's not well, clicking in the place. It's just like I'm here to solve everything, and you're like, okay, what? <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And then Rami Malek has like a monologue that it looks like he read off camera, and it's the <laughs> solvent to the whole like crux of the movie and i'm like what huh (laughs) all right (laughs) okay yeah i believe you i believe you because it was history sure right but i don't have any emotional attachment to like that last hour at all yeah maybe it deserves a second viewing and i'll right that's why i'm like barbie for me i think just moved better Um, sure i i almost i will almost agree with that yeah (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I mean, obviously, like, Barbie has its flaws, too, but I think there is still, like, if if you're just, like, oh, I want to sit down and watch a movie, you know, and, like, because Oppenheimer is one of those where it's, like, you got to be in the mood for Oppenheimer, and, like, when are oh, yeah. you in the mood for Oppenheimer? When? <laughs> like, when? It's a very specific mood to be in, you know, <laughs> where it's just, like, I want to sit down, like, like you're saying. you really Even just, this like, summer, want, you're right. Even this summer, I feel like everybody had to choose, like, what do you want to do with this June afternoon? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, if you really want to appreciate film and Nolan, like, you will pop it in and, like, sit down and watch and, you know, but, like, if you're just like, I want to watch a movie, what, what, what's... To have fun. Streaming, what's going on? Oh, Barbie. Like, yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Like, you know, I could see myself next year, two years from now, just like, oh, Barbie. Like, yeah. Yeah, throw it on throw that on like Oppenheimer it's like I don't know if I'm <laughs> turn that movie on to watch um, and I mean we can't understate you know I mean they made a billion dollars they made a billion dollars with Barbie Both. which is like a huge accomplishment for a female director for a female led movie for like you know I know it's a it's a toy property but at the but... same time like you know that easily that easily could have been a movie that like was a disaster like it it almost should have failed <laughs> i don't yeah. i'm not trying to be one of those people like i'm not shitting on what greta gerwig has accomplished over her career because i'm a big fan if anything 
Uh, but this should have failed on every front. And I think it hits like eight out of 10, like out of the park handily. Yeah. It's just those, those two out of 10 where we, we <laughs> I feel like we missed crazy. Sure. Just, just Rhea Perlman just <laughs> showing up out of the ether to be like, women are women. And Bobby's yeah. like, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like, there are certain parts of it that I'm just like, I don't know if that was necessary or needed. Yeah. But I, I will also give leniency in the sense that it is still a Mattel property. It's still a Warner Brothers movie. One thousand. I'm sure some people say, hey, Greta, <laughs> this, is what, <laughs> this is what I'm going to need you to do right here. We let you do all that other stuff. We let you have the Godfather joke and like you know, do all this. So like now, this needs to happen. Yeah, you know, sell some toys for us. And it's like, all right, yeah, I guess. yeah. When <laughs> when she throws those clothes out, you better pause on them damn outfits. I want to see each of them, and I want the kids to know that they can go and buy them immediately after the, the movie. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, was there any other movies you wanted to shout out real quick? Uh, I want to shout out the black movies that I liked this year. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I definitely love They Clone Tyrone, which actually came out on Barbenheimer weekend. It was, it's just as good. It's yeah. just as good as those two movies. It's hilarious. This week. I need to know your thoughts when you see it. Yeah, it, let's do it. The, the Jamie Foxx laughing at that lab tech is maybe like my funniest moment of the year. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I don't even care. Um, right. There's that. Uh, shout out 1001. Yeah. For being like, a, just one of the best like domestic dramas I've seen in like a couple years that was made on like easily made on a shoestring budget. You could just tell they just shot on that same block and dressed it different. It was like, all right, pull out your iPhones for this one. Yeah. Great movie. Um Shin Common Rider. Did anyone see this? No. Did you did you it's on Prime. Do this for yourself. Okay. okay. <laughs> this movie is Godzilla, but this movie is a live action anime and a lot of it, you can tell a lot of it is like in camera and real. They just like sped up footage or like put them on a blue screen, but it is like, All right. I'm here they for shit, it. They shitting on what Marvel's doing with ease. <laughs> it's like, there's a scene where these two guys are like fighting each other, you know, as, as what happened in an anime, they're basically like matching each other's punch for punch and they're mm-hmm. hopping around what looks like a nuclear facility but it's obvious you can tell that it's like a drone shot through a nuclear facility and then they right. placed them jumping from like point to point throughout the drone shot and it looks like better than any special effect i've seen all year okay um do that it's on prime doing that um uh not necessarily people of color but the lead is a black woman shout out talk to me the mm. horror film from this summer. Whoa. Talk about like just a movie that's just going to wake you up. Like you thought you were just coming in for like a little cutesy horror movie. This one was different. I'm awake. I, I'm i kind of just ready for like the new uh, era of horror. And I feel like this was like the best like shock to the genre nice. it could have got. And lastly, but not least, um, John Wick Four is like insane. <laughs> yeah, but we're missing we're missing one, which I just Ooh, tell me now, which is Rye Lane, which is oh yes, that a lot of people loved. And if you haven't watched, you should watch. Yeah, you should watch it. I don't even I don't love rom coms, uh, but this one made me love rom coms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, all right, let's, let's get go to some, move some music. Music, what you got, Cam? 
it's 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 tough. I'm gonna do a top three, I think. And okay. I think my number three, I don't know. I'm looking at this list. What do you what do you want to do? Do you want to do albums or do you want to do songs? What do you want to do? I mean, we could we could we could do albums and then shout out some songs if there's some some songs that you didn't weren't on these albums that you want to shout out. Let's do that. All right. So my number three album, I'm actually gonna switch it right now on my document. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it, my number three is uh Sampa's Lahai. Okay. Oh my god, man. <laughs> now I, I I know how you feel about this record. I don't know where it is on your list, but <laughs> oh my god. The guy took six years to go away and he came back with that heat heat. Like oh, just yeah. wow, just one of the best like soul records this year and in a year where we've got like soul records up the wazoo that are just excellent excellent um yeah sampha came back with that you know just angelic sound in his voice and those those stints and just really really excellent and focused songwriting Mm -hmm. uh just it just hits your heart it just hits your heart uh and I, and this album has my number one song of the year, uh, which is easily Spirit 2.0. It's the first time yeah. I heard it. I was like, that's that's it. That's what we need. <laughs> I guess, should I go? Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> my third of the year would be Black Classical Music from Yusef Days, who is Ooh. a jazz musician from the UK. He's a drummer. Um, and as been like, if you know any of like the big names in UK jazz over the last couple of years, like he's probably played on all of their stuff. Cause he's just, he's always around. And this is kind of a callback a little bit to um, like the days of like the more or- orchestral jazz. Okay. You know, where you get kind of those like uh, Charlie Parker with strings kind of albums. Um, Cause I forget which orchestra he, he got to play along with him, but it's also like it's a it's a melding of those two things where you're getting more of a like classical jazz sound but with a more modern contemporary you know arrangements and and flavors um and so like if you're if you're just looking for you know a, a couple different moods like if you're looking for something to throw on when you're I know people think about jazz as like cleaning the house music, but like, <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's different cleaning, there's cleaning the house music. That's kind of like, Oh, like I'm just like, I need something to occupy me while I'm doing this monotonous task. And then there's like, Oh, I'm going to dance and like move around while I'm like, you know, doing this activity. I'm going to like liven this up. And it's, it's the latter of those. It's kind of okay. like, you know, something that's like, Oh yeah. Like I just need something to kind of like move my body to while I'm, washing the dishes or folding the laundry or like um you know it's definitely got that but then it's also if you're if you're somebody who isn't too jazz forward or like you like jazz but it's not really a thing that you would turn on at any given moment like i would give this album a listen because it certainly kind of bridges a lot of those gaps between you know more modern sounds and you know some more classical influences um and then I'll do a stealth quick shout out to um, 
Chris just got Atunja Ajua, who was uh, like the premier oh, yeah. jazz trumpeter of our times. Yeah. Uh, and he's from <laughs> Maryland, too. He's from, well, he's from New Orleans. Uh, oh, wait. And this who is, am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> Christian Scott's not from Maryland? Yeah. But he's he put out a new album, which is, which is well, because we'll get to it in a minute. His, the new album is very New Orleans. Uh, mm. It's called Roll Out Lightning, Bark Out Thunder. And it's like merging the Zydeco and the like traditional New Orleans sounds and musics with, again, a more modern, you know, jazz sound that's like, you know, not in the previous albums, he's had like kind of like trap beats and drums underneath his arrangements, but like this isn't quite that, but it is kind of still merging those those sounds and ideas. So again, if you're looking for if you're if you're curious about jazz and you're like, ah, you know, I don't really know what to check out, like I would check out those two albums because I think they're both very, very good. I do love Christian Scott. He's just like wholesome, good jazz music. He is also or instrumental. Of, if you just just look, go to Google Images. Christian Scott. He changed his name because he is now the number. I guess he's the chief of the New Orleans tribe. Um, okay. Down in where he's from in New Orleans. So like, if you watch Treme, like that's Christian Scott's life story, more or less. Like you're pretty much um, yeah. Love that. So. Show. Yeah, like he is, he is that guy. Like he is the big Indian chief down there now. Oh, yeah, um, big deal. Yeah, I see him. And and so, but like when you see the way that he dresses, though, it's like, oh yeah, th- that man's got something that look. You know what I mean? Like when you look at like rappers and like other people, NBA players and athletes who are like, you think they got something going on? You look at check out Christian because he's got he the way that he described it was like. I don't I want people on the airplane to like look at me and be confused about like <laughs> what's happening cuz it's like clearly this is a man who could be doing anything, right? Like I could be right. a fine artist, I could be a rapper, I could be an athlete, I could be a you know what I mean, but like he takes specifically like mixing you know like fashions and things from Africa, from South America, from different parts of America with like sneaker culture and like all this stuff and like creates a blend of things. And you're just like, I, I can't pull off half the things that I see him in, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> aspirations, I guess. Uh, Cam, what's your, what's your number two? Uh, my number two, um, the queer girlies got to me. They found me and mm-hmm. they found my heartstrings. Uh, it's the record by boy genius. Okay. It was good. It was really, really good. <laughs> um, just just like really well written pop songs. If you're if you're a person who finds Taylor Swift to be tiring and kind of annoying, these are like versions of Taylor Swift songs that actually feel endearing and like close to the heart. <laughs> yeah. Um just produced so well. A lot of my uh I like a lot of alternative music. So a lot of people from bands that I was a fan of in previous years, like um, Illuminati Hotties or mm-hmm. uh, who else? Uh, my homegirl from, uh, oh, I'm trying to think now. What's the band's name? Oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm terrible. I'm on a podcast. On. I- be researched boo boo me yes i should be booed 
Yes, JSOM, that's the record. Um, yeah, some people from JSOM and Illuminati Hotties were on the record and helped produce. And it's just like, that was like my favorite kind of sound over the past couple, three years. And they just happened to all collab on a record. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Record, and it's a really good record. And um, if you haven't seen them on SNL or like seen them perform their songs a million places, they've been like boosted. I'm sure their record company is just like, yeah. Give them all the money. You let them do everything. Um, if you haven't seen them yet, go check them out. Okay. Uh, really good. Really good. Really good. You know, like, if you like pop songwriting like that, I'll, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for that crap. Um, I'll definitely, and, yeah, I'll check it out because yeah. I feel like I missed a lot of the pop music of this year. So there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. And a lot of it was garbage, like straight up. A lot of it was like <laughs> really, really bad. But a lot of it was actually like there's some really good heartfelt stuff out there this year. Okay. My number two is, again, I'm, I'm merging albums together, but they're all from the same artist. And one of them is a little bit of a cheat because it came out in 2022, but it came out in like the last week of 2022, which is Mike, who has been, oh on, yeah, he's been on a run because usually you'll get his deal is he'll put out one album a year, same time each year. Uh, mm-hmm. like kind of close to his birthday, and then like that'll be his his drop for the year. And he'll like do appearances album, on other yeah. people's albums. Um, because even this year he was on like a couple of the Alchemist releases, and he was on he's on the, the Vardir record, yeah, the Earl Sweatshirt record. But between Beware the Monkey, which came out at the end of last year, and then Faith Is a Rock, which was a collab with Wiki and the Alchemist, and then mm-hmm. his own album Burning Desire, which came out uh a couple months ago, like that's a banger. That's that's three in a row. That's three for three. That's <laughs> Steph Curry numbers. Like he's uh, <laughs> he's doing it. And Mike is one of these. There's there's been conversations recently, post Scarface, Tiny Desk, Tiny Desk, yeah. Where you know, and you know, it's the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop, and a lot of people have been talking about like, again, not another hip hop is dead, and like these kids are killing the music, and you know, yada yada, but still kind of like. Oh, we're taking time to appreciate all these people and like, you know, all the all the people who want to uphold '90s rap, and I'm I'm one of them. Where I'm I'm <laughs> a big proponent of you know a lot of the albums and the artists that came out in the '90s. But I would also say to one view the '90s as solely its best and not look at like there was some trash There's in the garbage. '90s, and please do not erase that from history and act like people were not listening to grave diggers and act like people were not listening to a lot of other just like nobody's turning this on bro as, shots to know, grave diggers my god not not necessarily shots to grave diggers but like we were doing we were doing horror we were doing a lot of weird things in oh, the yeah. that people are like this is it and it's like it brother like you might want to reconsider certain things my guys on um, slaughterhouse joe budden and m <laughs> well all of them but then like there are people you know who kind of like came and went but like let's not act like there were i mean 90s is hammer 90s is vanilla ice 90s is Nelly like, Vanilli. you know a lot of the popification of hip-hop where uh you know people are starting to oh this could make us some money like let's make our mm-hmm. own hip-hop artists and push them out <laughs> in a there. lab you know, and so like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't all mob deep 
and most deaf and Tried. you know wu-tang and like you know what i mean there was yeah. some stuff in that mix that was like ah, it wasn't that good um <laughs> but also to 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 do the reverse where it's just like oh yeah today is is little this and like soundcloud rapper x and the, all this other stuff where it's like I, I think the issue for today is in the nineties, there is the radio, which was kind of like the curator of sounds and like you. Yeah. Turn the arbiter of the, what was good. Yeah. And so like, that's kind of where, and hip hop in and of itself was still niche enough that like you weren't necessarily, you would hear hip hop on like the billboard top 100 kind of, but like it was still in its own shell enough that like you would hear heavy D and you would hear, um, you know, like Jewer the Damager and like all these, you know, like hardcore hip hop artists and like on the radio because it was yeah. like, this is hip hop. Like this is what's, and it was more regionalized too, where like maybe you don't hear UGK in New York, but like UGK was playing all throughout the South. Um, yeah, we didn't get a lot of West Coast, you know, being on the East Coast, yeah. we didn't get a lot of West Coast you rap. You didn't hear Too Short here. or DJ Quick no. or E40 or, or you know, E40, something. yeah. Um, but now it's like everything is everywhere all the time and you can have mm -hmm. access to anything. And so like you're inundated by all the stuff. Um, but like an artist like Mike is once it's crazy to think that he is what, like 25, maybe yeah, like baby. he's not old at all. And but he's all these a big dude. <laughs> he's has, big dude. He has all these albums under his belt, but he's also a producer. Um, you know, he's able to basically make a living off of his music and not you know have to he can tour and like do all this other stuff but like he is he is truly an independent artist you know like able to do all and for him to be in the space that he's in where you know like people who are near the top are kind of like yeah i fuck with mike you know like mm -hmm. top dudes are like yeah mike is dope and like mike's never going to be on the drake record and mike's never going to be you know, like one of the most talked about artists, but like these three albums, I think if you haven't heard any of his music before, like listen to any of them. And like, it's a, it's a good setup for all of his stuff. Cause you can mm -hmm. go back and listen. I think there's like four or five albums before this. And he also put out another DJ black power album this year too. So that's yeah. three albums this year. And one that came out at the end of last year. So that's like, four Oh wait, records. that's him. I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, so he's got basically four, you know, in a calendar year. Uh, so boys cooking, and like he is—he is easily one of the best. He's one of the best, but also most unique. Like nobody sounds like Mike because he's got—he's yeah. from New York, but he's got this kind of like drawl delivery. Yeah, um, it feels southern. It feels southern, but it's also like it's it's doom adjacent where it's like he's not speaking in riddles kind of like doom was mm -hmm. but there's a there's a denseness in the simplicity right like it sounds simple but then when you listen to what he's saying and how he's kind of like putting it together like people were talking about the the century record with earl sweatshirt because like mm -hmm. it's the same beat throughout earl comes in one way but then when mm -hmm. Mike comes in, it sounds like a different record because the way that he's flowing over it is like it changes. It almost changes the way that you're hearing the song. You know, what I it mean? took me that record that you're talking about <laughs> to tell them apart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> at, at first, you're just like, that's just Earl. 
<laughs> yeah. And then you hear like their flow is like, or what they're talking about and how they approach it is like wildly different. Even though to the untrained ear, it could be like the same yeah. fucking thing. So if you're looking for, uh, again, I'm giving you some some recommendations that are in the mainstream, but if you're looking for something, uh, some hip hop that maybe you're like, okay, you know, I listened to For the Dogs and I listened to, you know, mm-hmm. all the other big records that came out this year. Like, it, was there anything that I missed? Like, I would check out Burning Desire. I would check out uh, Faith is a Rock and I would check out uh, Beware the Monkey, which are the three of my albums. Damn, that was, that's a really good recommendation. What's your number yeah. one, Cameron? Damn it. <laughs> it's Desire I Want to Turn Into You by Caroline Polachek. It's Yeah. It's, that's the coolest record that I heard with my ears. <laughs> that's the coolest record I heard with my ears this year. Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with Caroline Polachek, she was in this indie band, Chairlift. They kind of got big off of like an iTunes commercial yeah. or an iPod commercial once. Um, then she went solo about two or three years ago with a really good record called mm-hmm. Pang that was like kind of like good. It was like really good art pop, just like weird sounds. And like she's really good. She's got an amazing voice and she can like a lot of people talk about like, oh, they transform their voice. But this girl transforms <laughs> Her voice. I don't know who she is sometimes. <laughs> and then sometimes it's just screaming. Yep. Like she'll sing beautifully and then it'll be like what her new song that's not even on this record is like kind of this like R&B tinged art pop tune that she samples herself in a, from a video of herself uh, screaming at a lake full of ducks. <laughs> It's that's okay. that's yeah yeah, <laughs> um. But that was that was the coolest record I heard, and uh, the lead single "Welcome to My Island" is pretty pretty amazing. Um, it, it's just, I I I got a I got a soft soft spot for that art pop mm-hmm. kind of stuff, like the weird sounds, like pop songwriting, but put into a different context. And she's just really good at like making like a a quick all killer no filler record like she can hear when her songs are like eh, this one's not hitting the probably shouldn't put it on the album yeah gives you like all the meat really really good um yeah just a really really incredible art pop record it came out like january too and it's like i just i based everything i heard off of that i was like is it better than this is it better than this yeah. and i it, i i didn't find anything <laughs> sampha got close and forgot well, close. And that's my number one. Uh, yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Because yeah, you I was mean, the one who texted me about only. You were like, dude, yeah. listen to this song. Look at this video. Tell me this nigga isn't cooking. He's on. And, you know, I mean, again, quick shout out to SZA. Quick shout out to Jan- Janelle Monet. Quick shout yes, out to, yes. you know, a lot of people who put out some, some really good albums, you know, and it's like, it, it felt similar to... Um, you know, film where it's just like, there's just a lot happening this year and like trying to stay on top of all of these things can be, you know, while the world falls apart around you, <laughs> it's like yeah. a, a task. So, you know, I didn't get to listen to to everything, but I would, I would put the Sanford record up there. One, it's, it's not quite across the Spider-Verse in the sense of like, you know, the first album comes out and you're like, all right, this is dope. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, all right, I'm here for it. 
and you're you're kind of expecting like, and then the next album will come out, and then it didn't, and then you're waiting, <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, is he okay? Like, where is everything? <laughs> where fine? did he go? Because because he's on this Kendrick record, and he's on you know these other records, and like I hear him every once in a while, and he'll drop a single. But it's like, oh, is he just? Oh, he's just living his life. He's a normal he's just person, being a person <laughs> <laughs> who makes really good music. But he's not here at the whims of you know just the general machine. And even on this album, I mean, that's a lot of what he's talking about. It's like his career's taken off, you know, and he's he's out here doing all these things. But people are like, bro, are you okay? Because you're working very hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're doing all these things. Like maybe you should chill out. And you know, he has a daughter, you know, in this interim, and like really takes a, a chance to step back and he's a he's a very interesting artist because another record that came out this year the the Sufian Stevens record oh man uh, is literally all about loss and grief like his partner mm-hmm. tragically passed away and so you know there's a whole album about that but like Sampha is equally like I don't know if you would classify it as sad boy music you know but like his 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 music is not happy, you know, in the, but he is like, he's an electronic artist at the heart, you know, like a lot of the stuff that he came out with initially before the first record dropped, like he's doing a lot of stuff with like subtract and like subtract stuff. Oh yeah. Man. Like more like these, these upbeat, like kind of dance electronic records. And so, you know, he's certainly got, you know, stuff like only uh, stuff like, uh, you know, dancing and like, um, a few of the other songs on the album. It's not quite like the first one, Pressure, where there's like more dancey, upbeat kind of songs. I mean, process. The first, process, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because this one, the, that one was not dancey at all. Well, process has a couple. It's got songs a couple. Are, yeah, but I mean, the, the record's not dancey, but it's got a couple songs that you're like, oh, this is a more like upbeat, up tempo kind of yeah, record. Yeah. Um, and this one is like, there's like two. <laughs> <laughs> you know but but the rest of the album it's such a cohesive album yeah um i think it's it's not just beautifully written it sounds like he's singing better which mm-hmm. is just like how is he doing that um you know he's got an ear for melody and composition that i think like it's why people come to him you know it's why i think people so are like i need you know even like in the he's on He's briefly on like a lot of people's songs. Like he was briefly on the on the Frank Ocean record that was like what was it called? It was the one that oh. didn't come out, but like, uh Endless. He, yeah, he's briefly on Endless. He's on, you know, Solange's record. Solange's record uh, famously, yeah. He's on, you know, the Kendrick record. He's on Father um, Time on the Kendrick record. But like, you know, he's just he's got a unique voice, but also like just a unique way of like phrasing and like delivering because he's got a register you know he can kind of go up but like when he when he does that thing on only during the yeah. hook it, yeah. it, it, i i actually astral project <laughs> every time i hear it when he's like you i'm like oh oh damn <laughs> but he's he's definitely a, a kind of a singular artist and i definitely yeah. appreciate not only his decision to be like y'all get the y'all, i mean he's not beyonce but he pulled a beyonce it was like records coming out when it's coming out right you'll get it when it's done you know I mean? and like, we were uh, thankful we were grateful yeah but but to know because i think that's the other thing too right is like andre 3000 didn't say it but i think he there was undertones of it where it's like when you're waiting so long for something 
how can you deliver right like nobody's going to be happy because right. people are going to be like oh well this isn't oh i waited for i mean it's like when the j electronica album finally came out and people are like that's it that's it <laughs> and also they basically got a jay-z record with that and everybody was like still underwhelmed i'm like hey yeah you're never gonna yeah exactly you're never gonna be satisfied with that you know so andre's like i mean i'm just gonna do what makes me happy y'all like here's me playing the flute and like you can fuck with it or not um <laughs> i you know i've i've left that concern behind and i'm just gonna do what i what i want to do and need to do um and i think that's the same thing for for sanfo where he was kind of like you know i could put out a record two years after process and jump right back on the road yeah but it was like i think i need to take time to like literally process <laughs> the fame and all the other things that are happening around me but like the that's the like the music you can feel like when people even somebody like drake who you know is pretty consistent with the records um it's not even like he runs out of things to talk about but like it does become repetitive in the sense oh, of like yes. you know we're cuz we're always hearing from you so like what could have happened in your life between may and august that's like you got yeah you got a new thing to bring to us and Sanfa's like I lived for six years and like here's the results of that you know what I mean <laughs> and and read like, Jonathan Livingston Seagull yeah. like <laughs> a couple times in there but that's the thing it's like you get you get a more fully realized product you know when artists kind of have that time to to breathe and you know have those experiences process them and then recontextualize them through a record and I think that's what Sampa was able to do here where it's just like yeah it's very different from the first record but also feels like the next natural step in his mm -hmm. progression you know what i mean and like that's always impressive when you see an artist kind of like connect those dots where you're like this album to this album not only can you see it but like it feels like there's a, a forward progression happening where like and then the next record is going to be even something more, else you know what i mean yeah um and so that's why, yeah, it's definitely my number one. And I feel like it's the kind of album that, um, like, Can't can't Go Back is maybe the one song, not that I skip, but, like, mm, that's fair. it hits and I'm like, all right, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's not it's not my favorite record of the album, but, like, everything else, so like, I can just put that on, loop it, like, you know yeah let's, let's yeah. go again you know because it's not it's not i think the other smart thing about it last thing to say is like it's not a long record that's what i love you know about it. and so so it's it's the kind of thing that you can play multiple times in a row because you know, it's sequenced in a way where you know the songs all kind of flow together not in a way that like it doesn't have a shape but more so that like it's it's designed that way to kind of move you from one song to the next um so, you know, you can just leave it on, loop it, play it again, and it's not because I I don't want to keep harping back to Drake, but like, you know, go like, ahead. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, that's a long record, you know. And then you do a bonus with like, like almost four ten more, songs more tracks on top of that. Well, so, is it four? I felt like it was ten. Maybe there was additional. Yeah, I mean, whatever he dropped a couple months ago last yeah, the month. scary hours edition yeah like there's just so it's just like i think a lot of people are used to these kind of hour plus records of like yeah. you know i'm gonna give you i feel like i have to drop 16 to 20 songs and it's like for the streaming al algorithm <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
you could do 10 and it could just be a, a solid tight 10 songs that like all culminate and it and it hits um yeah so are there any any songs this year that you want to shout out real quick songs uh before i get out the album list i do want to shout out uh a couple albums some, just some I, I i did listen to some brown people i swear to god i swear i did oh, okay scaring uh, the hose is that one definitely scaring the hose is in my top 10 <laughs> oh my god like it's it's crazy because that, that album is like it feels unlistenable but then you just want to hear it again it's just chaos yeah dude like perfect hits crazy like i i feel like i'm in a, a wrestling opening and i hate <laughs> wrestling but i love that song um scaring the hose of course is in there both jaguar 2 by janelle monet and mm-hmm. baby angel by tanache are just like the two cleanest like 10 track things like they both made like eight to ten track r&b albums that are like Ah, chef's kiss mm-hmm. um let's see uh oh god i have the no name record on there yep boom 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 uh oh beloved paradise jazz by mckinley dixon so good this guy makes jazz rap that's like actually awesome like jazz rap is still cool y'all yeah uh, yeah there's group therapy record uh i was mature for my age but i was still a child they're like students of Kanye and students of like, you know, that pop rap sound, but like they really do make it their own. And they feel like, I don't know, they just, they feel like Fuji's energy a little bit, but if mm-hmm. Fuji's was like now. And uh, finally, a record I heard like a couple of days ago. Oh, no, not finally. Got two more. Got got two more. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, it's got a long title. Sorry about the long titles, uh, but Praise a Lord Who Chews But Does Not Consume or Simply Hot Between Worlds by Eve's Tumor. This dude okay. is like a 50-year-old black guy who was like, David Bowie's dead now, but I'm going to carry that torch. But I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. And I'm making black-ass David Bowie songs. What the <laughs> fuck? And I'm, this stuff, Have you ever heard Eve's Tumor? I've heard things here and there, but I haven't listened to a whole album. Give it a whole album. It's it, okay because it's propulsive. It's nasty. It's it's just like balls out rock, and it feels like it's just really cool stuff. That nice, and nice. and the fact that he's like in his late forties is like incredible. Um, and also erotic probiotic too by Nourish by Time. This feels like a Seal record, but if Seal just mumbled the whole time, <laughs> and it hits. It hits really well. Um, we can talk about some songs real quick before we get into the mess of the year. But yeah, I'll I'll throw out one more album that we didn't talk about. Sure. Shout out Kelly Uchi's uh, Red Moon. Oh yes, yeah. which it's is clean. another. She's like of all the pop R and B kind of you know Rihanna, Beyonce, SZA, which are all great records. Put Doja. Yeah, I love the uh, scissor record. Not so much on the Doja, but <laughs> but I mean of these people of the time who are kind of like yeah. we're we are the R and B pop kind of like you know Janelle's in there. Like Kali sure. is like now I don't not only is she going full bilingual, which I love, where she was just mm-hmm. like nah, like I'm just gonna do I'm gonna do things for my people, but I'm also gonna do the things that you know because there's there's certainly the reggaeton lane, you know, where you see like uh, Bad Bunny and people like that, yeah, you know, kind of popping off and being like global stars. But you know, she was able to mix that with just the R and B that she was doing before with like 
these even more like she of of those people because we didn't even talk about like georgia put out an album this oh year, yeah which was also georgia's record is good yeah um you know but she's like she's a singer like when you listen to Callie sing like she's she can hit all the notes <laughs> she can do all the things <laughs> um but you know she's moving in a way that i i definitely respect because i feel like um you know she easily could have just stuck with the script uh oh yeah but she was kind of weird from the start like she was like odd future adjacent and then just kind of oh like, yeah i remember that the isolation record with uh yeah. like tyler's on that in yeah. a couple spots yeah yeah and then she was just like yeah i got i got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah she definitely did do that <laughs> so shout out her what are your, what are the songs you want to shout out um easily well obviously spirit 2.0 is like my number one of the year that's like we didn't even yeah. had to think about that the first time i heard it i was like that's um, that's the most beautiful music somebody made this year um i'll shout out you know everybody's heard it a million times uh on my mama victoria monet mm-hmm. really cute song really good song love me some uh boys a liar part two mm-hmm love love me some pink pantheress and ice spice also pink pantheress put out a pretty good album this year um shout out i feel like it's funny because like people are trying to pick their favorite song from the tyler extras that came out and there's no clear choice (laughs) all of them are probably some of his best records that he's made to date (laughs) yep sorry not sorry is like this great you know exaltation of like all of his past work and he's like i might be something different next time who cares? <laughs> uh, Dog Tooth is just like the best hook. Um, Stunt Man, crazy hook, crazy Vince feature. Like all those records were great. Um, let's see if I got one more. Oh, I loved uh, Daydreaming from the forthcoming No Worries record. Yeah. Whenever that comes out, that song is so good. Yeah. No Worries is like. I got. The- I got to say, I love Anderson. Mm. that um bruno mars record was like people had it up i was kind of like this is a little mid for me yeah Yeah. that no worries that's you know i mean like bring bruno over there yes bring tell bruno come over here and imagine if they made a song yeah that's the thing like i know because like bruno is like still always gonna be he's 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 gonna be pop He's got a pop thing going on, so he yeah. can't fully like cross over in that way. But like, yeah, you know that original No Worries record, like you the just... way that Anderson's talking on that record, like your yeah. mama not listening to that, like that's, <laughs> <laughs> she or she might be, but you you're not gonna know about that because you you don't want to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that was some like that that's that's where I and that and and as he's gotten, oh, I mean, he's Anderson himself has become more of a pop fixture and like is moving I think he's gotten on Sesame Street too, and though. shit like now like he can't necessarily be oh yeah yeah wild like he was before <laughs> but I miss those yeah he can't be talking bit. about your titties on a record no more <laughs> <laughs> have entire records devoted to people's titties <laughs> um well I'll I'll throw out two songs real quick before I sure. move on um I, I mean Spotify was like you played the hillbillies maybe too yeah. much yep yep <laughs> but i did it's it's a it's one of those things where it's like you you love kendrick for all of the introspective to pimp a butterflies dams and you know what i mean but like yeah 
when he's like, I'm just going to talk some shit. <laughs> he's so good at it. <laughs> he's so good at it, but it's also good to hear him like having fun. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if there is going to, there's rumors, there's rumblings, there's all kinds of PG Lang changing their website and like what's going to come next. Yep. Um, is it a Baby Keem solo record? Is it a Baby Keem Kendrick collaboration record? Is it a new Kendrick record? Like, who knows what right. it's going to be? But um, they they are, it's not even like they are a collaboration that shouldn't work. You know, I mean, they're obviously family. Yeah. But, you know, like they're not, they are not the same. No. Uh, to quote, to quote Kendrick, we are not <laughs> the same. To quote himself, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's also like there's like you can you can tell that he's just feeding off the baby keem energy um, yeah you can also tell that baby keem is like i gotta rap better because kendrick's on the record like I gotta, my cousin I, is a legend <laughs> <laughs> i gotta do i gotta step this up so like they're definitely feeding off of each other where like you know baby keem like obviously like um ooh, what was the what was the first one they did together oh family when, ties Family Ties is like easily the best baby keep like that's the best verse he's ever done. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and did it again and did it again. <laughs> you know, but it's like yeah. but he had to do that because that's yeah. the that's the Kendrick comeback record and you can't get killed on that. So you gotta like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta he do something. Your own album on the right. lead single. <laughs> um so yeah, that definitely that. And then if there is nothing good came out of the idol, but if there is any like thing that you can take from it is get it before by Moses Sumley, which is like <sighs> the most Prince record since Prince, maybe like this, that whole thing, you know, you know, this I'm talking about. I actually, you know, I checked out the idol as soon as he started talking crazy. I was like, okay. stop talking to that girl like that. I, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I watched none of it. I know Moses was on it. Yes, he was. I, I hope that did things for him. Uh, but the 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 record that he put out, which was affiliated with it, get it before, is like that's a banger. That's a certified okay. banger. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna throw that on. Throw that in. Uh, yeah. in and the it's very because if you, I mean, obviously, if you're familiar with Moses, like he's not, he is folk adjacent. Like he adjacent. does more records that are again probably closer to to Sufjan Stevens than like sure. Just, just r&b in general but like this is like yeah he listened to um dirty mind it was like i'll try that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like damn okay like go 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 ahead moses so, okay yeah i would definitely say check that out um i like active moses Sumney. i like that yeah so wait are we, we're getting to the messy part of the podcast yeah so let's get messy everybody you you know that's why you come here right i guess so yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so yeah like a lot of america good things happened this year <laughs> america has a problem uh, a lot of good things have happened this year but a lot of people have been doing yes. things that not even they, they should i mean they shouldn't be doing it but um <laughs> um but also like damn Kendrick, take it away. Ugh, you ugly as fuck. You out of pocket. Just out of pocket. Um, <laughs> like, it's a long list, so I don't even know where you want to start. But let's, let's do some. Let's do like three or four of the craziest ones because 
Yeah, this let's go with wild. your boy Eric Adams off top. My Damn. guy is out of control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody needs to do something about this man. He is the most powerful man in the most powerful city <laughs> in the world. And it was fine when he was like, I'm gonna be at this oh. bodega at 2 a.m. or like other goofy shit that he was talking about. You know, oh, yeah. me, me, well, I, I, me and the boys back in the day hollering at the girls, you know, whatever. Like, all right, you're an old head. Do you, whatever. This past year has been insane. And I don't really know. I, I don't even have a list. I mean, you're living in the city, so you could probably give me a more direct line of like what he's been up to. But between his rat czar solution, which um, was hilarious. His, his hilarious uh, um like I, I can't even categorize it because it it is insane to me <laughs> i he he must have he must have people right there must be people who brief him before he goes to speak in front of other people right there must be people who tell him like he must be reading off a teleprompter at some point in his life I don't know what's going on, but to go on whatever local New York news show that was, and the guy's literally just saying, say something nice about New York, Mayor Adams. And he says, oh, yeah, what a city. You can witness anything from the horrific 9 11 attacks of terrorism to somebody opening a new business. And that's why this is the greatest city. Those are the, the two world. good. Those are the things. Those <laughs> are the things. Somebody to... opening a business and then somebody. <laughs> <laughs> the ugliest day in American modern history. Yes. Jesus um, like, like, and that's, but he's, that was unprompted off the cuff. He did that to himself. And then he does, he does drugs. He's the mayor. And he also, <laughs> I think he does drugs. I'm pretty sure. Cause like no one, no one would get in front of like, the media and talk like he does no as the representative of a place (laughs) but then he's doing actual harm where i think it was recently that it came out that the nypd overtime budget went from like it was like four million to 200 million yeah which is like oh so you're just doing favors for your old cop friends you're like trying to (laughs) do some goofy shit with rats like you know what i mean i know and that, I and that woman is being paid like 100k too like that's like <laughs> that's a like 100k there are city positions that are being paid less than the rats are who is doing a terrible <laughs> job by the way <laughs> and i get i get it right like similar situation to the to the presidential election you had a choice between eric adams <laughs> and like a literal lunatic <laughs> but and the guy dressed like it too like yeah. he dressed like a crazy person and we voted for we voted for like another old, crazy old head daisy <laughs> we, you know, we voted for a guy who like still wants to go to the 4040 club because <laughs> that's the thing obviously other guys is not the move so you don't want him no. to be in charge but also yeah, he was wearing that like the city angel shit, wearing yeah. the, the red beret and the vest. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fight on your block. I'm like, no, you're not. 
Yeah, for people who don't know the City Angels, they were like a group of white people who would go on the <laughs> subways and basically like beat up black and brown beat up black kids and Latino longer. kids who were uh, not who were truant or just like minding their business. And he's still repping that in 2023. Like, we yeah, back. Um, so <laughs> we we back, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I just can't imagine like New Mayor of New York is is probably similar to president and like one of the most and least desirable jobs simultaneously like you know the power is crazy but also no everybody hates you you're never yeah. you're you know, never right yeah everywhere you go somebody's got a problem with you or um, a problem <laughs> yeah and so like you're never going to be popular but at the same time like there's things there's things that you do and there's things that you don't do right like there's things you do where if you want to make plenty of mayors have made just kind of these glamour stops where they walk around the city and hey i'm here at this you know opening of this bodega or you know here i am at you know this new event that we're trying to get popping off or you know whatever like you don't have to it seems like he's just at those (laughs) it seems like that's what his job is he's just at those but then he'll do stuff like yeah come come out to this event where we like crush up bikes that we confiscated off the street and like i'm making a difference in the city and it's like no you're not dog you're that really was just destroying property and like <laughs> acting like you did something that was like the funniest press op he did this year was actually if we're going to talk about one thing he did that was like absolutely <laughs> dumb <laughs> it was that <laughs> which yeah. is um so he he kind of had this like big tirade about like um bikes specifically like motorcycles like they have no place in new york city even though <laughs> have you been to brooklyn uh dmx <laughs> right exactly i mean did you remember dmx died are like, you a rough rider or not remember Eric that Adams. remember like when flatbush <laughs> avenue was just motorcycles for like three hours um he doesn't know where he's the mayor of actually no. And I mean, allegedly, he, doesn't even live in the city. So doesn't even live at Gracie Mansion. Like, yeah, what a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> he probably lives in like some crazy like in Jersey, new high rise in the Bronx, overlooking like Harlem, being like, yeah, that's my domain. Bro. I think they said he was out in Jersey somewhere. Jersey. So. <laughs> mm, I didn't even see. Don't let me look that up because I'm gonna just get <laughs> mad on air, and that's not what we here to do. But yes, he, so he uh, basically like it seemed like he just patrolled like Brooklyn for like mm-hmm. four hours and like gathered up as many bikes as he could in a couple of dump trucks and took them out to a like a waste facility plant, like a dump, and then like ran them over with, <laughs> with a steam like a plower i guess or like yeah. a like a, cr- a crusher or something i don't know whatever he did and then he stood in front of it like good job guys like yeah. it was the equivalent of like three cops standing over like two bags of marijuana and like a pea shooter and being like we see keeping these yeah. streets safe y'all and i was and new york is mayor, just like he's he's a he's a comedian your mayor is a stunt queen and it's uh <laughs> it's not it's not a good look my mayor is reason. a messy bitch <laughs> who loves drama, <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, he's he's a he's a nerd. <laughs> uh, speaking of people who love drama, you got somebody else, Cameron. It's exhausting out here, y'all. <laughs> like I yeah. don't. I. It's funny because we 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 said we were going to do like the messy article this year, and I was like, well, I don't. I I wish I like, knew offhand, but all I have is like 
the ones I just remember offhand. So let's go with uh, DJ Envious um, of The Breakfast Club, which seems to just be like dwindling members at this point. Um, (laughs) Angela Lee, smartest member of The uh, Breakfast Club, left last year. Yep. Got her own syndicated radio show. She's doing great. Shout out Angela Yee. Charlamagne um, must be getting paid a lot of money because I don't understand why he's still there. Why would you keep the job if like you hate your coworker? And but he's also doing like thirty other things. Like it seems like a lot you... for him to come there every day. When well, he... if you're doing Breakfast Club and then like your other job is maybe doing the Daily Show and it's like across the street, you're you're good. You're fine. But he's got like, you know, he I think he does like a podcast. He had the Comedy Central show. Uh that's true. But also, like, again, like the wonder of working in New York City, most of that shit is across the street in the same area. Like I guess so, but like why not cut out one that is not a good time? You know what I mean? Like oh. I know he likes being provocative and messy, so like any chance to like, you know, rile up Soldier Boy or whoever else comes on the Breakfast <laughs> Club, like I'm sure. Or fucking oh my god. One of my favorites was uh Tyrese. Sexy Red this year. Oh, okay. Oh, what what were you gonna say? I was gonna say Tyrese, but Tyrese was a great one. Hall of Fame, that one. Yeah. Um but uh I I I'm gonna shout out the sexy red one because uh our girl Jess Hilarious, oh god, uh, um hmm was co-host that day and she doesn't realize that she said some fuck shit about sexy red and sexy red stood on business yep. like a normal human should and was like i don't fucking like you <laughs> on air <laughs> and which is what i've always wanted to say ju- to just hilarious and um so shout out sexy red for standing on business and living that life but back to uh <laughs> dj envy who is facing arrest at this point for trying to basically do that little, you know, quickie Ponzi scheme of I bought a building and I'm going to upcharge everybody in it. So I don't face any of the brunt, but then I got like two sets of multi-generational families living in like one building. Yep. Um, And then still coming to work every day. And still, except, and, except that one time he came about to work the crime I've because he was like, the cops might, well, the FBI has raided <laughs> my office, so I guess <laughs> I shouldn't come in today. He literally, like, the only reason I know about the details of his situation is because he keeps going on air and talking about them as they happen, which is yeah. what any lawyer says you should not fucking do. <laughs> and yet? And yet here he is, just the biggest mouth on that show too. Like he's all it's it's funny because Charlemagne is like the one who's, hey, I'm gonna jab at you until you say the funny thing, and then I'm gonna laugh with you when you say yeah. the funny fucked up thing. DJ Envy invites guests onto the Breakfast Club that he has actual like standing beef with, yeah. and then his first question will be like, "Why you do that?" <laughs> but he's always wrong too. It's like, it's and then he, like, yeah, he gets found out every time. Yeah, if it was like, oh, like I'm gonna confront this person because we have issues, but it's always like, oh, it turns out I'm just an asshole. I'm an asshole. Everybody is right to be mad at me. (laughs) I mean, we all remember when he pressed Jesus and Marrow, and then they both like jokered him into just like walking off of his own show. (laughs) They were like, "Why you mad, stupid?" And he was like, "I don't want to talk about it no more," which is a reference to another incident. on the breakfast club when he was pressed by dj envy so it's like if there's a pattern here my guy yeah you gotta stop he's definitely 
headed towards some jail time. And speaking of headed towards some jail time, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> Maybe also the war. I mean, the most confounding thing about this whole trial one, the outfit he was wearing that night when he was running away from. I mean, it's not. It's not funny. I think we it talked about this when we watched it. Like, it's not funny what's it's, happening. It is funny, but it is funny. <laughs> okay, no, DV is not funny. Yes, DV is yeah. not funny. It's, but it's funny watching him in that outfit, brother. Because everybody, you know, from saying that he was a conductor on the Underground Railroad to <laughs> like looking like he came from, uh, like straight out of like a civil rights textbook to like. I mean, my guy looks like the headmaster of the American Society of Magical <laughs> Negroes. <laughs> Like the jokes, the jokes were good. Uh, the situation not good, but the jokes were top, top, top of the notch. Because it's like he in the video, he is running, running. Like he's not running. Like, hey, get away from me! Like I'm trying to create some distance. Like I just, you know, shut up, leave me alone. Yada yada. He's running like something's gonna like either she's like Jason Voorhees and is gonna like <laughs> kill him in the he, middle. She, of he's the, the one who would know. <laughs> He, he's running because he knows she must be fast. There's no reason like you run like that in traffic in New it York City. Would look to be heels, like well, I don't. He's got <laughs> platform shoes. <laughs> My man pranced. <laughs> he had like leg movement going on. Yeah, he was he was running his forty at the combine. Like he was out. So <laughs> like that that part. But then two hires almost like a Trump adjacent lawyer, like one of the worst lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it like people looked her up when he hired her and they're like mm -hmm. oh, she's lost every case like she's never won any of these cases <laughs> you are you're if you're getting like see he, i don't think he gets it that he's in marvel movies <laughs> and has marvel money now and now i'm not just saying like i was in the marvels and i appeared in one movie yeah. i am appearing in multiple television shows and movies getting these kind of checks and yet yes. I hired maybe the worst lawyer I could have possible. And look, I mean, I it's 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 a good thing that he lost the case seemingly as the evidence that came out, which proves to suggest that it's damning. <laughs> yeah. Irregardless of what happened that night, people want to, you know, again, point to the video and say, well, he, he was he was he wasn't running for no reason. And he, he was, <laughs> yada, yada, whatever, like. Clearly, there's a pattern of abuse happening here. Clearly, the man is not well, you know, in a lot of respects, and is definitely a danger to that woman, but also probably other people generally. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, from the from the audio that came out, like delusional as well. If he thought that that woman was Coretta Scott King or Michelle Obama or Michelle Obama. <laughs> She was like, I'm a British white woman who does dance. Like, I You need to be like, you need to be more like Tiger Woods' wife. <laughs> <laughs> you should look to some references you could actually like do a one-to-one -one with. Or just been like, you know, I'm, um, I, I don't know. I don't even just know because I'm, I'm not sure what he was referencing himself to. Like, bro, you were in Creed 3. Uh... <laughs> I'm doing great things. Great things. <laughs> like, I wish that audio would have never came out because he just sounds so dumb. Yeah, I mean, because he's not, you know, like we also happened to Jesse Williams as well. But like, you know, at mm -hmm. least at the time, Jesse Williams could have been like, I am an activist. Doing and he things. could. Right. And we could we would have been like, you know what? He has the receipts. He is correct. Yeah. 
you know, I don't know if I would call him a great man, but I would be like, I would Jesse never Lewis call him is, a great man. <laughs> is doing things though, like actionable things that you can point to. Jonathan Majors is in movies, and it's not even to say like you know you got to be you got to pick a lane, but he's certainly not out here doing things that I would constitute as great in relation to say Martin Luther King Jr. No, he or... he, he was he's Barack Obama. He's he is similar to the president. Anyways, yeah, people are like, I who who could have envisioned somebody fumbling that big of a bag? Just the biggest so quickly, bag, but also like just in in such a in such a way that's like it's it's hard to say he will not work again because Mel Gibson is working again because yeah. plenty of other men are working again. <laughs> I was about to say horrible terrible things. Wait to see your guy in an Angel Studios picture in 2 years. Yeah. But like his future prospects are not looking and this was supposed to be the year, right? Like Magic oh, yeah. was supposed to be, you know, his big Oscar breakout of course, role. yep. All of the stuff going on with Marvel. He was probably going to be Kang twice two years yeah. from now because they ain't got nothing on the slate for next year. You know, but. Creed 3 came out and people were giving great reviews to that and his performance. Yeah. Like, he had everything set up for himself and, like, did it to himself. All of that was self-inflicted. You know what I mean? So, like... Uh, but we'll, but we'll thankfully, see. a lot of it is actually funny. <laughs> thankfully, it's a lot of it actually funny. Thankfully, that woman is... I, you know, to say okay after everything that she went through, I can't necessarily speak to that. But yes, like, aside from those parts of it, yes, nothing, nothing happened to her that seemingly she like. It seemingly what happened is she realized I'm in a dangerous situation. I need to, get yeah. Out. And um, he is not. He is not. I'm not safe around him. No, I'm not safe around him. And like, no matter what power he has, because even now just this week like vin diesel is being accused of sexual assault and battery oh no not vin years ago well it's because this this woman signed a um nda and then california changed the laws surrounding ndas and that um you know anything criminal that may have taken place under the nda is now applicable in court so like if you choose to come forward for anything of this nature which he did choose to come forward for um You know what I mean? Like, there's there's situations like that where it's just like you maybe feel like this man is so powerful that there's nothing that you can do about it. And so, like, you know, if I if I if I a woman that nobody knows comes forward and says Jonathan Majors did X, Y, and Z, and he's because that's basically what his lawyer yeah. tried to do, which was turn it around on her and make on her, her yeah which dangerous, is so crazy, on drugs. You know, like she's the one being dangerous to him. We didn't even talk about whatever the fuck somebody thought of where Jonathan Majors breaks up a fight between two school age girls. Okay, that's it. that's the funniest <laughs> moment of the year. I think we I think we found it. Um, if you haven't seen this video, please pause the podcast and go have some fun with that. Uh, easily staged video. Like, that's wild. <laughs> like it's wild as it's happening, but now not only after he's been found guilty, found guilty. But like, <laughs> clearly somebody thought this is gonna help i know there's like some like you know young filmmaker out there who's just like i got you jonathan i got you i know how to make it all go away you're gonna be Mm. you're gonna be on top again i'm gonna get my nephews to fake fight (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna film it on my camera yeah and you're gonna break that up and everybody's gonna 
love you. Yeah, I guess to to wrap up our messy section, a, a few quick fire ones. Um, sure. Obviously, Kanye out here continuing to do Kanye things. Like it's like almost we don't even have to put him on the list, or either either we don't put him on the list, or we make an award in his name at this point yeah. because your boy's got clan hoods. He's talking about big titty women in front of his daughter on stage yeah. performing songs with his daughter like that. Uh, you know, just various things being referenced on the leaks, uh, the leaks coming out of the Vultures record that probably won't ever hear, and yep. nor do I care to. Yep. Um, I mean, what else? Uh, oh yeah, I mean, we we just got our butt cheeks out in Italy. Yep. I mean, he's out here, not even ju- you know, because we're at the point now where I'm I'm confused about mm. what other people who continue to choose to associate with him think is going to happen to them it's like ty dollar sign i don't know in the hierarchy of like you know is he is he a international star is he just like a a lot of money or like you know where where he is but like i don't think he needs this Right, like, I don't think he needs to be associated with Kanye and all of the things going on with this. But he made the choice to collaborate on an album with him, entire full album, full well. Everything that not only is this man associated with, but at the same time too, what used to be kind of like you know you take you take the good with the bad. Like Kanye's not just an asshole, but like what he admittedly was saying at that rant where he was like, "I made Nicki Minaj redo her Barstow voice." a verse three times you know what i mean and like i kept you know which is like some dr dre shit where like you go to dr dre and he's like okay we're gonna do that again okay can you do it like this okay like let's try a third time right okay, i'm gonna change the beat okay you know and it's like but you get the experience of working with dr dre and on the other side you know people are like you know dr dre made me a better artist dr dre you know like taught me x y and z kanye almost ruined your career you know what I mean? So like, you can't <laughs> come out of the other side where it's like, well, I'm on a Kanye record or, well, you know, like if you're like a no name rapper who has nothing to lose or gain, you know, it's just like, yes, I'm associated with Kanye. You know, like when uh, Vic Mensa first signed to Kanye years ago. And, oh, like, my gosh. Record and was like, this is exposure for me. Right. Like I'm chance adjacent, but chance is taken off. And I'm kind of like not quite at that point yet. So this is a mm-hmm. good place for me to kind of like step out and, and do whatever. And I get to crawl out on SNL and like do all that stuff. And, you know, yeah, that was cool so weird. Me, right. But, but <laughs> nowadays, like Vic Mensa gains nothing from being associated with Kanye West. Yeah. Other than being anti-Semitic adjacent. You know what I mean? Like, cause, yeah. cause at this point, what you cannot do is say, well, I don't believe those things because the man who does believe those things, is right next to you saying those things saying those things <laughs> and actually I, my favorite part about a, a terrible career so in in this era um is like when people do like verses on kanye songs and they'll perform them and be like yeah my verse that was so fun right everybody and then kanye jumps on and he's like 
I wish my wife would come back. You know who I also wish would come back? <laughs> Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And then you see other rapper, insert other rapper, and they're just like, oh my fucking God. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know he was going to, oh man. Whoa, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't. So he didn't think, he didn't think he was going to, uh, what did he turn it into? Pete Davidson, where he turned him into like a flower or something? Oh, yeah. Video, yeah. Where it's like, this is a music video where I murder animated Pete Davidson. Right. It's like, yeah. Mm. Okay. You know, oh, crazy. I don't know if you want to be associated with that. <laughs> that was, I mean, sadly that that was last year. Sadly that happened to a person, but like, golly, like. But also, shout out to Nicki Minaj for saying no, nah. no. <laughs> it's, you know what? What's better than Nicki Minaj's album is Nicki Minaj telling Kanye to fuck off. Is <laughs> you don't even have to listen to Pink Friday too, y'all. You could just know that she said no to clear the for Kanye. Yeah, she's just like, I'm good. You know, good luck. She 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 hit him with the this is too much to read. I don't know if this is good or bad. Good luck to you. Slash I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, lo- I just love that he was like that set him off. He posted the tweet or posted the text too. He's like, what? I made Nicki Minaj and you're like, oh I think you I think you're off the deep at what uh yeah. I, I have to sign with the black woman who's not her face isn't on the camera in that video, but I decide with her when she said, "You ain't God, nigga." Yeah, but and I'm not I in mean, the room, so I'm not getting exiled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, all the people around him are still so sycophantic, and you can tell that's the thing. Like, if people it's really so care about that man, they would somebody would take him aside and get him some help but like literally just like don't make anything for a year and please go get therapy get therapy but also like come to grips with reality you know what i mean and that like he i think it's it's not necessarily i don't want to say it's not his fault you know what i mean but like the cult of personality and celebrity like along the way Everybody was like, you know, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Go, Kanye. You know, he. Uh, I, I'm going to stop you right there, Taylor. Beyonce had the best video of all time. Go, Kanye. Right. You know, like people are like egging it on. And then mm-hmm. Hitler's my hero. And people are like, oh, ooh. Oh, oh, hey, you can't. You know, but what? he's like, but the other times you liked it when I did that. So yeah, but them was the other times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but in his mind, he's not making that connection. He's like, oh, yeah, there's, it's all transient. Yeah, it's the Dave Chappelle thing where Dave Chappelle's just like, oh, you don't want me to say that? I'm a, I'm gonna say it three times now. You know, yeah, I'm gonna be even more on that. Speaking of taking L's, Dave Chappelle taking pictures of Lauren Boebert coming out. Oh and saying, like, damn! She me <laughs> on some. It's like nigga, excellent transition. You know who work. this woman is? <laughs> you can't not know who she is. But like to act as if you thought she was gonna take a good faith photograph with you, and like not use that for political gain, like you are an idiot. Like he's, what he's pretty dumb, you're stupid. Because like that was actually that was the week that was the very week after her scandal, getting grabbed on and making out and vaping during a uh, a Beetle performance Juice, of Beetlejuice musical. Yeah. Just we whipping our titties out at the at the Beetlejuice. <laughs> The kid's present, yo. I mean, doesn't seem to matter to her, but also, you know, like, yeah, Dave, like, I have a very complicated relationship because, like, I still, you know, like, the times that you hear Dave Chappelle not ranting about trans people and all the other ugly (laughs) shit that he likes to talk about, you're like, you still got it, right? Like, you're, you're still politically astute. You could still make those connections. 
you know what i mean but like everything else about you completely toxic and you're like you are you are buying into it right like you're not even trying to be like oh no like people are just painting me in a bad light it's like i might stand with a white supremacist in the picture maybe (laughs) (laughs) and it's like again dave Chappelle. if dave Chappelle from 2006 saw dave Chappelle in 2023 like they would fight on site like they would not be friends and so (laughs) it's just very confusing to see the man that he's turned into where it's just like no you don't have to say get the fuck out of my face lauren bobart but like that's when old boy on your team pulls up and says oh dave we gotta go you know what i mean like yeah yeah nice yeah to that's you. when you like that's why you have you, a team right <laughs> so you have one person in that team that is a real real ass person yeah you say jerome get me out you give jerome the look that yeah we need to go and he says oh sorry miss bobert you know what i mean dave's got a busy schedule he's got to get yep. out of here you let him deal with that you walk away you go to a car <laughs> that takes you very far away from that situation <laughs> you know what i mean and then that's it and you don't have to engage because like why would you engage with that when you know what's about to happen dog like you right. can't play dumb after the fact and act like oh she got me it's like she beetlejuice titty lady got you like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's like how did you get got there's, there's no you gotta you're smarter you're yes. a smarter person than i would her. hope we, so it, it's like almost a guarantee we can like literally place actions that you've done side by side and find who the smarter person is yeah you chose not to be the smarter person that day uh last thing on the messy train and then we'll get to our 2024 predictions you can probably speak to this more than i can because i have actively chosen to not engage with any of this although i unfortunately know who this person is but all the the bobby althoff oh god interviews that have been Mm. going that was like the big thing for this year where she just yeah I guess sarcastically talks to black people. I can't really get the vibe of what's happening, but it's like it took Nardwar me a little was bit, like slightly racist. Yeah, <laughs> it took me a little bit to notice that she was like positioning herself next to like black men in the industry, specifically not not even black women because that's yeah. that's what I was waiting for. That I was waiting for like okay, let's do a Megan yeah, Stallion talk interview. To go talk to yeah. I mean. <laughs> Sadly, Z-Way's last on my list. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, <laughs> Bobby Altoff, like, she really thought it was just going to be sweet the whole time. I guess so. And the sad part about it is that it's not clever at all. It's not a. It's not even a thing. Yeah. And I feel like she thought it was some sort of commentary, basically just being just going up to uh, various rappers. And trying to kind of do the, I don't, I don't know what you call it really, because what she's doing, is it the thing? Yeah. What she's doing is just deadpanning at everybody. Right. But what she well, thinks it is is like trying to get rappers specifically to say like wild shit in return to her. Yeah. I don't really know what her get is. Like, what is she trying to get? That's where I'm I confused know. about her. I think I know I just brief, don't like her. <laughs> right. The brief instances that I've seen, I mean, it's clearly an attempt to be provocative. It's clearly an attempt to be like, or I don't know. If, I can't. I can't get a sense of any commentary coming from it because right. That's what. Like, that's what I'm confused because there's no commentary. She's not even yeah. like the deadpan isn't even a comment on these people that she's interviewing. 
Well, because something like Between Two Ferns is one, like, yes. two people are in on the Like, that's the joke. Like, this is like a, a slightly antagonistic interview session where Zach Galifianakis is playing, you know, like an incompetent. A character. Yeah. Slightly aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, he, he'll Eric he'll Andre does like, the same thing. Yeah, he'll poke at you and, like, make jokes about you as in, like, oh, I've never seen that movie or, like, I, you know, whatever. And he's... You know, so it's like kind of antagonistic. There's the Eric Andre where it's just like nobody knows what's going to happen. Like I'm just here for chaos. And yeah, so like, well, that's that's true. Yeah, simply by agreeing to be on the show, you've agreed to anything that's going to happen to you. You know, what I mean? yeah. So like, just, <laughs> here you go. You know, <laughs> um, but like this is kind of like she's attempting to either prove that these people aren't as cool as they think they are or like or maybe uh, like angry yeah i feel like she's trying to get them to like so she's trying her deadpan eggs them on so like she'll so then they'll get to a point where they say something that's like out of pocket but she's clearly attempting it as a white woman like right in these spaces right that's a that's the the dig is like i'm a i'm a white woman who is aloof to all of this cultural things that are so like i'm basically like shit talking you Mm -hmm. from a space of like i don't you know i mean like what what you do i don't necessarily consider to be art or like have any meaning like you're just a famous person almost almost as if because it would be if she was smart enough which i do not believe that she is it would be one thing (laughs) if it was like i am this is like a meta commentary on like the vapid nature of celebrity in 2023 where like people are just famous because so like I am openly using you for clout. Like I'm openly clout chasing as right. Like my gimmick. And so it's just like, you know, almost the, this character is a clout chaser and that's how right. I enter the space. Right. But and therefore, like, like the rest of society or the rest of like social media or whatever. Right. But it's like, oh, no, you're just actually clout chasing is what's happening. Yeah. And like people think it's people thought it was funny briefly because of the deadpan way that you were doing the interview. But like yeah. then was it was it Offset that checked her? One of them. One of I the, think it was Offset or Yachty. Like, yeah, that was just like, like checked nah, her straight just, up and was like, it's not cute. <laughs> actually, no. Yachty checked her was like. That's not cute. That's or not even not even that's not cute. He just like didn't play into it because yeah, Yachty comes from that. Yachty's like whole gimmick is being weird. Yeah. So he clocked it like a mile away. What yeah. Offset did was said, No, nah, let me put you on game. I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> and it's cute, but it ain't that cute. And let me actually like let me help you. And you're that right. and that was kind of funny because that was the nail in her coffin. It like it we found her out with that. But also yeah. offset in a weird like flip <laughs> kind of was like no you can't it's stupid but i'm gonna help you out yeah i'm gonna help you out dummy <laughs> <laughs> and i i that was that was like that's a that's a hilarious moment of the year for me like that yeah. offset was like no i'm not gonna get played here and i'm definitely gonna play you too but we won't have a good time while we do it because that's what the content's for yeah and that's um, the thing like content over everything as commentary is like okay yeah. that's something like you're getting at something um but this i mean she's not nathan fielder you know what i mean she's not some like she is not a nathan fielder. like 
I'm I'm doing this gimmick and shtick and like revealing something about society and culture. It's like I'm just getting money. Right. <laughs> I personally am getting rich. Thank you. Uh <laughs> well speaking of someone who, you know, does does those kind of strange interviews, sometimes for clout, sometimes mm-hmm. to actually get some information. Um, Z Way. <laughs> yeah. Kind of got offset it a little bit. Well, offset <laughs> by uh George Santos, which I did people. not see coming. Have you seen yeah. this interview? I have refused to watch it because I was like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy anything that happens here. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, it's I will say it's funny. And it's also funny in the way that her show was. Um, but she got played and it was great to see it happen because it reminds me that like it's not all a game. It's not cute. It's not sweet. It's actually like real yeah. people's lives. Um. So we all know who George Santos is by now, or actually well, we don't, and we probably we have don't less know who that is. <laughs> don't even know that's that his is. real name. You know his name is Hector, <laughs> but uh, we do know him as the like lying, cheating, stealing, philandering, and um, yeah. just just all around messy boy of Congress uh, as of late. Formerly and of Congress. Formerly of Congress, <laughs> yes, because Congress actually booted him. And two, not two weeks from that, did Z-Way was like, I mean, I don't have a show anymore, but I I have a platform. I'm Z-Way, so I'm going yeah. to platform this guy. And upon doing that, tr- you can see in the, in the interview, she's like, she's got it all set up. She had writers. She definitely tried to play this game with him where she tried to get him to say, like you're an icon, like say, say icon, just say you're an icon. Yeah. So she could like slow it down and say, get him to say icon. Yeah. Which is pretty hilarious. But <laughs> in that exchange, you know, she says like icon, he says I, icon. And then she says Yukon, <laughs> which is just, come, come on, what are we doing here at this point? And then the kind of the most excellent moment of this interview kind of culminated in you know, Z-Way asking George the question of like, how do we, how do we get you to go away? You know? Yeah. And while she wears this like circa 93 Oprah Winfrey outfit <laughs> plus hairstyle, like, you know, shout out to Z-Way's like hair and makeup people. They knew the assignment. Yeah. Um, George Santos answers this question by saying, stop inviting me to things. Stop platforming me, which is <laughs> not the thing you would ex- expect yeah. him to say. On top of which, like, Z-Way just, like, ate that. Like, mm-hmm. she was just like, I I am platforming you. And I, damn, like, wow, you yeah. got me. They Like, they cut to a new part of the conversation because he, he gagged her straight up. <laughs> yeah. Was like, hey, like, I know what I did. Yeah, I might be buying OnlyFans with your tax dollars. I might be Sephora. Yeah, yeah, in Sephora. I might be <laughs> George Santos. Might might not be my real name, and I definitely said like, uh, drag queen shouldn't be out here yet. I am a drag queen, right? <laughs> like he was literally everything we didn't want him to be, and more. Mm-hmm. And he got the last laugh, and it was just kind of incredible to watch in real time uh shout out z-way she still needs a platform i think she i think what z-way does is actually like valid and does have merit a little bit yeah when she when she takes the the people that are actually like goofballs and scumbags and kind of like don't in like empty empty heads a little bit 
my favorite of being like uh my favorite of which being like when she interviewed emily radikowski mm-hmm. and was like yeah. uh do you know like what like donation donating is or do you know what like you know helping people is she's like i don't even i don't know what i i don't know what i yeah. do <laughs> and i was like wow 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 we get we're getting people to actually like admit to these things on the air so she thought she could do that in george santos and george santos got a good can't scam a scammer baby can't scam a scammer like <laughs> my guy was prepped there were yep. certain questions he knew he shouldn't answer <laughs> he was like i'm i was a congressman like i had a real job for yeah. a long time even though i was you know i might not be doing i wasn't really doing that job but i wasn't really was doing there. that job <laughs> but i had to be present you know that's the thing i feel like we are in a such a a weird and dangerous space in terms yeah. of like media what, media literacy for, first of all yeah like well media literacy what actually constitutes as media um True. and like the way that not even we can cons- i mean yeah i would say the way that we consume things for sure but also like that mm-hmm. like you were saying that line that blurs between like this is a real person who actually exists and like this is an entertaining you know a whatever, cute interview because, yeah like, um you know for content stuff sake. like yeah like tiktok is is basically that that Red ever large. blurring line between the two where stories go viral and you're like this is crazy you know <laughs> so like there's something here that has a, a entertainment element to it but also right. like, this is a real human being who clearly we have not learned from meme culture where you know like grab your kids, grab your wife, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. Like all of these people who have become like things that you click in a GIF yeah, and send to someone like are, are, are actual real people who like just said a thing. They're not celebrities. You know I mean? he, he's <laughs> just a guy who was funny on the news. Like Antoine Dodson right. is a, like a real dude that lives out there. Like what man Memphis or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's he's so a guy. You, <laughs> Yeah, it's but same thing with a lot of but people are like, how can I merge clout with, uh, you know, just viral elements and like become the TikTok trending thing of the day, the Twitter trending thing of the day, and it's like, but but for not even like there is a, it's <laughs> a video that came out. I don't know if this was in New York. Um, you may have seen it where this guy, the video starts like after the interaction has started, but this guy has walked, like he's walking away and this guy in the car is like yelling at him and telling him to like, come back over here. And he's like, yes. did you just tap in my car? <laughs> did you tap my car? And he's like, yeah, because you were in the crosswalk where people are walking. He you were in the like, box. You don't, nobody tap on, don't tap on my car. And he's like, oh, but I did it. Like, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it again because you're still in the crosswalk. And the guy's like, but don't, you can't do that to me. And he's like, but yeah, well, you're not used to having conversations with adults. So that's probably where this is like confusing you. But like, (laughs) it's your green. You should go. I'm going to walk away now. I'm going to go away forever. Like, I'm never going to talk to you again, hopefully. But that that guy put that on the Internet. Hmm. Because the other guy's not filming. The other guy is walking away. This guy. The other guy's like minding his human business. And decided that that's something that needs to be online for people to see, even though I'm clearly losing this confrontation. Like I'm wrong. (laughs) I still want exposure for something, you know what I mean? And it's like a weird thing where like a lot of stuff is being sucked into this drain, 
where everybody's just like, how can I be something? Or, how can I be content? You know, yeah. How, can, how far I can I take that? my life? Yeah. <laughs> like every sure. moment of my life as, as content, which is, you know, late stage capitalism, but also like, um, again, blurring these lines between like George Santos is not, not even somebody that, I mean, he's a ridiculous person, not a serious person, <laughs> not a serious um, person and a, a dangerous person in the sense of like, he was an elected congressperson who had power. From New York, sorts. by the way, which is also like, just insane, <laughs> insane work. So, yeah, it's funny until you think about that. That man had the ability to, like, pass laws and, like, and change act, people's lives. Yeah, I mean? and act, like, uh, so uh, policy, yeah. It's a weird it's a weird situation now. It's particularly, I guess, our last, last messy thing before we get to 2024 is, like, it's it's spiraling out of all of the israel gaza stuff because yeah a lot of people have opinions a lot of people are wrong a lot of people a lot of people are wrong on this one don't know how to not be wrong uh you know maybe united states above anybody else who keeps not ratifying the un's <laughs> declaration that war crimes are happening and we should probably have a ceasefire and they're like nah but what if nah but what if them a backdoor aid. billion dollars that nobody had to vote on and we just did that yeah that's that's <laughs> that's weird yo when like <laughs> you, it's crazy that like most of your population is like against this conflict like it's an obvious one's bad and one's really one's like just trying to survive it's not even a bad yeah. versus good it's just people trying to survive because this is an this is an extinction going on basically like in in yeah. front of our faces well and at the very least no matter <laughs> if you're on the side of Israel or not, the understanding of, but we should probably stop doing this. Stop the killing right now. Part. You know what I mean? <laughs> like no, no matter if you're like Hamas has to pay or, you know, however you feel about it, it's like, yeah, sure. That can happen in a sense, but also like you look at not just the countless amounts of death, but like when Israel is saying, Oh yeah, we accidentally killed hostages who are surrendering like we're admitting that but we still want to keep doing what we were doing like we're not going to change uh, anything but we we but we did that but right. we're going to keep going back to what we were just doing which is crazy because these hostages are just the the civilians that they're talking about yeah. we, we have to know this that there are countless other civilians that Israel has like murdered as a result of this and these are the ones that they're just talking about yeah so the fact that they have publicized this part and continue to go on the war front is like, how yeah. could you stand with that? And, and it it just, I don't know. It's just a really. But then you've got multiple celebrities out here oh, showing God. a whole a whole ass. Whole ass. Just being, being not just wrong, but it's like. Just being wrong. Point, just being it, wild wrong. It's it, It's inhumane. It's you inhumane. Like it's it you're is, incorrect on this one. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, again, have have whatever feelings you feel, but there's no way that you can watch a second of the news and say, I'm OK with this. Right. Like, I, I like this, you know. I, yeah, but, I will do nothing about that. <laughs> but then also, like the people who are saying I like this are like people in the Israeli government who say, no, there are no innocent civilians in Gaza. Like, we will kill them all. 
basically. And then, you know, but people are like, but that's not what they mean. It's like, but he literally said that. He said it. Like he's, you can tell me what, I mean, it's the same thing with Trump. It's like, he doesn't mean that he's not going to be a dictator. It's like, no, he's saying he's going to be a dictator. Like he's saying it to you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like the, the world hears Donald Trump say like, I'm going to be a dictator. And then Hannity is just like, no, but I think you mean something else. And then Trump doubles down <laughs> and says, I'm going to do exactly what the fuck I said. <laughs> And I feel no, like the rest of the world is trying to be Hannity in this situation where it's like, well, I don't think you meant what you said. And we're going to hope that you actually meant something else so that the American people can sleep night, sleep well at night versus like we all have eyeballs and ears and we were yeah. able to see and hear him say the terrible things he said. And then when the terrible things happen, you know, be it that situation or be it what's happening right now in yeah. Gaza. And they happen, and we're we're just like we can't. We're not allowed to be. Yeah, who could have seen that coming? You can't be. You can't be. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like the um uh the Scooby Doo meme of when they unmask the person. It's like no, it's that nigga you met in the first scene of the episode. It's exactly (laughs) who you thought it was the whole time. It was never the red herring, Fred. It's always. It's never. (laughs) <laughs> democracy is just a red herring <laughs> i mean it's 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 a it's a crazy time to be alive but yeah. we do we we do have you know outside of the mess there's a lot that's you know awesome we still persevere and we still out here mm-hmm. we ourselves are on this podcast you know trying to debunk racism yeah at every turn even when it's there's movies task. that still come out yeah. <laughs> you know we are we are ambassadors of that and soldiers of that and you know there's still good there's still good out here in the world we're gonna we're gonna fight for that good what do you what are you looking forward to in 2024 then in that respect (laughs) (laughs) give us some good things to look forward to no uh no there's 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 stuff to look forward to um on the movie front you know i don't think all dirt roads taste of salt has had a um release yet like a wide mm-hmm. release so and that movie looks like full poetry guys <laughs> yeah it's it's barry jenkins produced um i've heard the filmmaker talk um uh what was her name jackson oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm raven jackson yes heard her speak a couple times really smart woman um so excited for this story. This just looks like beauty. <laughs> um, multi-generational story about uh, Black women in the American South. Uh, kind of post-slavery, it looks like, or like around mm-hmm. slavery times and leading into the post-slavery. Um, reminiscent of like Daughters in the Dust or Ease Bayou. Just looks beautiful. Um, there's that. I- I'm looking forward to that. Um looking forward to Jonathan Majors not being Kang. That would be cool. Mm. John David Washington, you think he's sliding in? Or, uh... Yeah, man, why not? Why not? Because it's <laughs> why definitely not, not speak... going to be John Boyega. <laughs> I was going to say, speak, I mean, I'd say give it to Terrence. Let Terrence Howard have his full circle moment. Hey, man, it's Kang, Kang the cock. Or we we Kang in here, baby. And, but then and he's going to start spitting really... math on people. Well, he can really do his math because math then like time would be 
immutable. Oh my like, god, do whatever you know. What I mean? Imagine he has like a, he says like is. they slip into like one of his like realms, one of his <laughs> multiverses, and it's like a universe where Terrence's math works. Yeah, they're teaching kids like one plus one equals one plus one. <laughs> one times one is two. One times one is two. It's one and one. How can it not be two? And then that all the kids are sense. like, but it says make more. Multiply says make more. How am I supposed to? And then talking like him too. All the kids yeah. are like taking the voice on. Um, I am looking forward to Ravens in the Super Bowl. Hey. I don't know. Maybe. Like, Let's really? Maybe. That's crazy. This I'm, I think this I'm, is I'm the season. I'm here for it. Yeah, I think this is the season that we all hoped for out of Lamar Jackson. This is the one that's like, oh, no. He needed those two to like rev up and now now he got a couple of wide receivers that are you know understanding what he's putting down mm-hmm. and uh we got an insane record because of it like i think this is the ravens best record like playing like since oh, yeah. franchise like franchise record i think yeah no they've uh, they've had a great season and like continue to big game i guess the 49ers coming up but yep. um you know they're they're in a good position here, and I feel like as long hey, everybody stay healthy. That's everybody that's stay healthy. Yep. No uh no knee injuries. No le- keep your legs. Mm. Just keep your legs on ice until the games. Uh, what are you looking forward to in 2024, Jordan? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to look at some things that are coming out. Um, obviously, if we're looking at movies, there's. Start, it's it's weird. I don't know if Lakeith is like this is my role. I play the guy who turns on uh, <laughs> the one that everybody loves. But <laughs> Clarence is coming out, and that looks great. Uh, I, yeah, I fuck with that. That's that movie's gonna be great. I hope that movie's gonna be great. If it if it's anything that the harder they fall, protests. Yeah. Um, so that looks like something that I'm, I I really hope looks good. American fiction. Um, I haven't. I haven't seen American See, Fiction either. It's it's not out here yet. It's coming no. out early in January um, for us, but it, that looks great. And you know, I'm always I'm always here for you know black movies that aren't necessarily the norm. That are, I mean, this doesn't look necessarily like Sorry to Bother You, but it does have a bit of a quirk, a bit of a you yeah, know, just a, a light sense of quirk. I mean, if you got Issa Rae yeah. and Tracy Ellis in like the top lead roles. So surrounding uh uh my guy Jeffrey Wright, then we're in good and, and Erica Alexander's gonna be in this too. Like mm-hmm. come on, we need it. We need it. Um Virginia King is gonna do the Shirley Chisholm movie. Um Who's doing that? Virginia King. She's gonna play Shirley Chisholm. So, you know, I, I could see a whole clench. I don't know. We, we don't know about well, these things, man. But there's that movies that are not black movies necessarily, but movies that I'm looking forward to. You know, Nosferatu has been threatened yeah, crazy. for a long threatened. time from Robert Eggers, <laughs> but finally that's coming out um, next year. Like next December is the date, so I'm still just like, all right, you know, let's let's get there. Let's see if that's happening. I can't say if Beetlejuice two is going to be good, but it is. I got happening. a feeling it is not going to be good. I want it to be good. Just because I, be I would be sad if it was like straight trash, but um, Deadpool three comes out next year, and that looks like it could be just a wild, crazy movie. Deadpool two didn't do a lot for me, 
but me, me neither. Even with the cameos and all of it, it was still yeah. like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, but I feel like three is like they're gonna, and I'm curious to see what that looks like under Marvel. If they're like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, or if it's like, all right, guys, wait a minute, <laughs> nah, <laughs> we're gonna let that go through. Um, and then of course Furiosa coming looks, out looks interesting. Really hoping that that's gonna be as good as it looks. Um, you know, yeah. just just because I think so so often with these movies that are kind of like. I guess Beetlejuice 2 is kind of that, right? Where you're like, all right, we're going to we're gonna do it again, or we're going to give you more of what you love, or like double, triple down on your nostalgia for whatever this is. Right. Um, you know, this looks like, all right, no, we're just going to do whatever we want. You know, like we're, this, this world exists, and so let's have some fun and play around with that. Like that's what I wish right. the James Bond movies would do, where it's just like, all right, James Bond, he's over there doing James Bond stuff, but like, <laughs> There's all these other agents that like it could be cool to explore a story with them or Lashana um, Lynch movie. Do it. Do it already. Yeah. Like just just spinning off from the main character or having a movie that's like in the world of something. Yeah. But James Bond adventure. You know I mean? or, yeah. Like, like, you know, kind of like what they're, you know, the Lord of the Rings series is kind of that where it's just like, all right. This is a, like a prequel kind of, but like, yeah. You know, here's Lord of the Rings without the all of the, you know, characters, you know, we're going to, you know, move adjacent to that, but like still keep the world intact. So I feel like there's a lot of, of cool opportunities for that. And I'm hoping Furiosa is kind of like the thing, because that's the thing about studios. We all know it's like they don't want to do anything until somebody else does it. And they're like, oh, they did that and it worked. Let's do that. Oh, and it was successful. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> And it so, sucks that we have to wait till like one thing pushes through, but like that's right. you know how the, how these things work. So it's it's slow, but yeah, slow motion better than none. Yeah, well, or we get the American Society for Magical Negroes, and then we oh all my say, God. "Burn the originals! <laughs> Burn the originals!" Yeah. <laughs> What's the Miyazaki quote where he was like, "I think anime was a mistake." It's like <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta post this that could... on the twitter the the <laughs> quote and then like just cross out and just be like the american society magical <laughs> mistake sometimes we gotta take it back you know that maybe yeah. maybe we, we don't not all progress is good progress maybe we should uh there you go <laughs> maybe we should uh mediate before we yeah. do these things first for sure um well that's gonna do it for us Thank you so much for be 2023, know, Jordan. Yeah, if you spent your 2023 with us, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, I know, you know, it was a, it was we took a little break this year, which, you know, I think was was obviously for the best for all of us. Yeah, um, but we definitely appreciate y'all sticking with us and for you know, sure the year with us. Um, 2024, looking for it for us. I think you know, there's there's definitely some things that we want to try and do. Get that TikTok going. Yeah, okay. Get a live show. About it. We're gonna uh, we're gonna do it. I swear. <laughs> get live shows going. I'm thinking of of doing some uh some live watches maybe once a month on the Discord. For sure. People can come through and we can watch. I mean, we got a lot of movies to pick from now, so we yes. can watch some some wild, crazy movies together if y'all want to drop in and hang out with us. And we still um, got some bangers on the list, guests. We got we got some <laughs> definite bangers on the list. We got some some great guests that we've got in store coming up mm -hmm. and like we always say this this list 
it not only does it not end, it continues to grow. Gross. So, <laughs> if you, to our dismay. Always, if you've got movies that you want us to watch, if you've got things that you think we should know about, please hit us up at white underscore pod on maybe this is the last thing we should talk about. Twitter, yep. X, who knows if that's going to be around. I think the days are truly are numbered. Actually um, numbered. Uh, um, I mean, as far as your boy Elon's concerned with uh, saying to his advertisers that they can go fuck themselves. Right. You know, that's who's who can say how long this is going to be around for us. So maybe check us out there, but definitely hit us up at white people and say you pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me in the remaining days of X uh at or ig or tiktok at the blipster 1138 um i'm it might be the place where white pod stuff happens for a little bit sure, on tiktok sure. um before we get our tiktok official so let's do it peep sing yeah and you can find me on twitter and instagram at jrsosa18 um but yeah thanks so much for checking us out i hope everyone's had a nice restful end of the year charging up getting ready for 2024 take care of yourselves take care of the people you love in your life Um, we'll see you yeah (laughs) we'll see you next year peace (laughs) peace you can't save us we don't want to be saved you can't save us we don't want to be saved you can't save us we don't want to be saved you can't save us we don't want to be saved you can't save us we don't wanna be saved. Can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. Can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. Can't save us. We don't wanna be saved.